Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, I am your host with the most, Alexander Rodriguez here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. We have the Cool Kids Club. Here we are. <laughs> I feel like the Breakfast Club in here right now, right? Yes. Uh, we have the authors of Sweet Penny and the Lion, musician Alexander Burke, illustrator Richard Fairgray, who's an amazing illustrator, by the way. We have actor Brian Guest. We have model and musician Davide Filippini. And my special uh, guest co-host visiting L.A. just for this week, longtime friend, Jonna Myers. So let's let the drinks begin. Woo! <laughs> I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a cork, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. It is going to be a bumpy night. I, I <laughs> hope I got enough vodka. And I have to tell you, did you see the look of panic on my face? So I usually have the intro written out. Well, my uh, I hate using the computer. I deleted everybody's information. So I'm like, tonight we have. <laughs> look at me go. You, you, hope you, got, you hope you got enough vodka. There's a gigantic bottle of vodka right in front of you. Right. You don't know the show, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Boy. Yeah. You don't, you don't know We've gone either. through two of these. And, that is, and then there's the after party in the green room. All right? Ooh, Buttons and bows and pantyhose. Have we got a show tonight i do feel like remember in high school like they had that table that had all the random kids they had like the goth kid and like the drama club kid and like the football kid right that's what this is because we have a little bit of everything uh we just celebrated easter go jesus go uh nobody talks about the real easter miracle is jesus was in his 30s all of his friends showed up to the dinner party when they said they were going to come. <laughs> Judas pressed maybe on the Facebook invite. He's like, maybe. And then he showed up. When does that happen? Especially in our 30s. We're like, you know, we're going to show up. Well, David, <laughs> right. you're not there. Uh, who? Well, I, I can't officially ask your age because IMDb doesn't even ask that anymore. Anyway, uh, somebody please keep my mom off of Facebook. She's like the Mrs. Kravitz of Facebook. Now, you guys, uh, oh, no. m m you might be too young for Bewitched. Mrs. Kravitz was the character that was always peeking out the curtain going, Abna, Abna, there's something going on. Because I tell my mom everything. So I tell her who I've defriended, who owes me money, who I broke <laughs> up with, who I'm not talking to. And so she texts me incessantly. Did you see somebody was at the Abbey last night? Or did you see they went on a cruise, don't they? owe you 20 bucks did you see did you see so april 1st she sent me a slew of texts about my friend who adopted a kid and she's like oh my god i can't believe that they're so irresponsible text after text page after page oh my god. three minutes later because I, I don't i don't respond and feed into this craziness mm, three minutes yeah. later she says oh it was an april fool's joke <laughs> god damn it mom stay off facebook uh, thank you to our sober listeners for listening. We love you and thank you for holding our hair back and driving us home. Don't drink and drive. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play. And of course, we are on Facebook Live on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Bear World Magazine. Rawr. <laughs> Check out my weekly uh, articles, movie reviews, and movie news Mondays in Bear World Magazine. This week, I wrote about Princess Leia casting. She is not going to be replaced by Meryl Streep, which was the rumor that was happening. Mm. And thank you, Jesus, she is not going to be replaced by CGI. I don't know if anybody saw Rogue One. That was not well done. <laughs> nope. 
She looked like a Beverly Hills housewife at the end. It was like, <laughs> girl, that face is not real. Uh-uh. Um, also, Meryl Streep is in the new Mary Poppins, though, and Dick Van Dyke is coming back. So, oh, nice. you know, oh, and my boy, Antonio. What is happening? Oh, goodness. Greg, no phones in the studio. Oh, God, paparazzi just everywhere, sweetie. Uh, but Antonio Banderas is back making movies. Thank you God, guys are right. so goddamn quiet. <laughs> Drink up. I mean, Drink we, up, bitches. We need, we need Antonio Banderas. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Right? Thank you, except he looks a little rough. Antonio yeah, Banderas right. does not look like Antonio Banderas anymore. He lost anymore. lots of weight. He lost move. too much weight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's but, like 75 years old. But, no, he's not quite that old. Of course, when you marry Melanie Griffith, you age like twice, twice as fast. Is his best performance Puss in Boots and uh, Shrek? Yes. Uh, oh, I'm I'm How about the movie called Puss in Boots? Oh, did you say Puss in Boots in Shrek or Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots in Shrek. Oh, I'm mean, I was desperately yes. trying to think of anything he'd been in in like the past twenty years. That's the only thing right. I could think of. Like all I that can think Zorro. of is like the sex. No, doll he was from just South in Park. Guardians that of the Galaxy <laughs> too, right? Well, four yeah. Rooms just came out, yeah, right? Just That's that. pretty new. Right. <laughs> four yeah. Rooms, hey, dude, is that movie's like so old? Oh Jesus, I thought that just came out four, with Tim Roth. <laughs> four Rooms? Oh my God! Oh God! Did you like the? I did like the music from Four Rooms. That's about all I like from. Four I rented rooms. that on VHS just to give some context. <laughs> no, I, I did too. I rented it on Beta. Boom, boom, bitch. Right. <laughs> uh, news alert on the rocks is soon coming to Spotify uh, any week we'll get the notification and Alexa so you'll be able to in the comfort of your home oh, while Lord. you're drinking your vodka be like Alexa play on the rocks and there I'll be so romantic Ooh. play it for your dates <laughs> your girls will be impressed they'll be like oh okay uh, for our audio listeners you can check out our video stream on Facebook uh, now we're on YouTube and I still don't know how to like advertise that so uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and of course the Hillcrest social app uh, has all of our streaming video for free and they give you concert uh, tickets product giveaways uh, my mom Mama Rose is actually visiting she's in the green room she's on the chat room on ubnradio.com and she's on Facebook uh, live answering your questions. Keep her busy because the vodka, there's another bot- bottle of vodka in there, and I'm afraid of leaving her in there alone with that bottle of vodka. So oh. keep her busy. <laughs> How do you think I was born? Uh, <laughs> and if you have a burning question, she will interrupt. Uh, she will text me, and we will answer your question live. Hello to our engineer, Kurt. Kurt, are you happy we have straight people? I know it's a change, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Poor Kurt's like, can we have straight people? Well, <laughs> can we can we get like a like a, a show of hands? Because I want to be warned. Yes. Yeah. Of the, the who straight, is straight? The straight people. Straight. Okay. All right. Wow. We're outnumbered. Yes. <laughs> well, and hello, sir, Mr. Uh, Richard Fairgray. I was listening to your interviews, and it was like, oh, you know, I was co-creator with my wife, and I was like, wife? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I, I want to say I'm a bisexual, but my boyfriend keeps telling me they don't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have an ex-wife. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I think for a lot of people, being gay is a lot like the Titanic. It's like women and children first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whose show is this, Richard Fairgrade? That was a good right. one. I, I skipped awesome. the children, at least. Yes. Oh, children are the worst. <laughs> no offense, Charlie. Oh, you have your beautiful say, daughter. daughter is She's gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah. But most children are from the devil, and they ruined Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally they do. Uh, Kurt, but uh, straight people here, uh, do you have a pun for us? He's I, so punny. I always have a pun for you. Oh, God, I, grown. I can tell you, you get so excited about these times. Uh, you know, you have to give straight people their time in Hollywood. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, <laughs> so some bacon and eggs walk into a bar. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. You ready? <laughs> Bartender says, "Sorry, we don't we don't serve breakfast here." Uh, <laughs> no, do not play yourself laughter you do not get laughter for you how dare you sir and I get crickets no matter what I say oh, thank you Kurt for that it was thrilling 
<laughs> oh, Kurt. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, On yeah. The Rocks Radio Show. And I know you're using Facebook, even though analytics are saying you're not. I know you see me because I see you. Yeah. We see each other. Uh, subscribe, like I said, on YouTube. Find us on the web, On The Rocks Radio Show. You can listen to all the episodes there if you're too lazy to find us on all the other syndicates. And send me an email. Book me for a wedding, quinceanera, bris, funeral. I don't care. I will be there. Info at On The Rocks Radio see, Show. You give brisks. Uh, bris? Yeah, you give them. That's amazing. <laughs> well, later in life, I don't want to be weird, you know. <laughs> what do you bring to a what do you wear at a bris? I've never been to one. Me either. Turtleneck. <laughs> can, you, can you get a Always. bris? This guy's on fire. Okay. Can you yeah. get a bris later in life? <laughs> uh, you can. Yeah, you can. Yes, I have, you can. I know people have done that. Yes, oh, it's really? very painful and you cannot have sex Why for six months. Why would you do that? Uh, bad choices. Sounds like my marriage. Right. Yeah. Well, bad no, because some, uh, depending, some people like it, some people don't. Um, <laughs> six months and you can't have sex, you can't even, you know, and they give you medication. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> Get a little hot in here, a little uncomfortable. Uh, Want to be a part of On the Rocks, On the Road? This week I will be at opening night of Style Fashion Week in Palm Springs, Thursday night at 6 p.m. at the V Palm Springs. So chic. Come out and meet the designers, uh, the models, and the open bar, which I will be standing next to. I'm not broadcasting. I'm really just going to be there at the open bar, so I'm so excited. Uh, that week I am hanging out with Zach and Evan. Who are Zach and Evan? They are the YouTubers. Uh, they're from Pennsylvania, and they're coming to Palm Springs, and I'm helping them all house hunters find a venue for their wedding uh, next year so we're going to be filming all this week look them up on YouTube Zach and Evan Twitter uh, Zach and Evan and that's Z-A-C-H their proposal videos there their travel videos are there they're a lot of fun and I get to meet them and <laughs> I feel sorry for you boys <laughs> anyway uh, Thursday April 12th come join me at Santa Ana College which is one of the uh, oldest community colleges in California as I host Drag Education uh, I will not be in drag because they have superstars there including Willamina a Caviar and Nomi B, just to name a few. 7 oh, p.m. So it's like a show, but it's educating the public about drag and the history of drag, performances. I'm going to be doing like a little limp sync, lip sync what, for your life. What was that? Limp. Right. No, there's nothing there. You did no. a shimmy shimmy. Yeah. No limp sync. Yo, Willa Mina, lip-sync. that's my girl right there. Is she? Yeah. For I've real. never met her. Oh, she's a star. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. No. You should be a little bit. Okay. But, but she'll we're going to have fun. Quick. And this is such a great way to reach out to the community. Santa Ana is very, uh, how do I put it? It's, uh, they're not so dragulicious. So th- th- this will be fun. <laughs> Um, and come see the show because it's just going to be a lot of fun. Go to sac.edu for more information. Also, the very next day, Friday the 13th, April 13th, I will be performing some cabaret tunes at the Roar Room in L.A. for their Witches and Burlesque Night. So it's witches and psychics that dance burlesque. Wow. And they're going to throw me in the <laughs> wow. mix to sing some shows. Talk about tunes. a niche market wow. right there. I know. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Also, this summer we are coming for you. Uh, On the Rocks is hosting Out at the Fair at California State Fair in Sacramento, San Diego County Fair, and New Mexico State Fair in Albuquerque. Make your travel plans and come say hi. We kick off June 9th on the Core Stage in San Diego and New Mexico, September 9th. Uh, for, for more information, check out at thefair.com. Uh, many of the musicians that have appeared on the show will be performing. Alexander Burke, I do not think you're going to be there with your xylophone. I mean, I'm, I'm game if you want to ask. You're game? Oh! How the vodka turns. Don't sit next to Richard. It's contagious. Yeah. <laughs> when he said bris earlier, it almost sounded yeah. like he's saying. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got a little excited over there. Right. Calm down, Alexander. No one ever asked to play the vibraphone. Like, no one wants me. The vibraphone. To, to be fair, yeah, he said, he's, he's a vibraphone prodigy. I mean, I grew out of that. I'm said, in my 30s now. He said xylophone. He did say xylophone, which is like the most offensive thing you could say to a vibraphone. It's identical. Oh. It's identical. Oh. Oh. To me, it looks the same. 
war. Ooh. I don't. Know. But you're a vibraphone prodigy. Yeah, I mean, I did grow up uh, grow out of that, but <clears throat> but yeah, I was touring, <laughs> playing the world. You know, touring Italy all over the place. Okay. From did you say hi to Davide when you were over in in Italy? Yeah, you should have said, "Hey, what up, bro? Let's <laughs> go to right? a bridge together." Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let me introduce my bestie for the night, uh, Jonna Myers. How do I begin Ayo. to describe who Jonna is? Public figure, international underwear model, television personality featured on such shows as Bravo TV's Millionaire Matchmaker, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Botched, RuPaul's Drag Race, the Obama campaign video, the Share wow. video, numerous interviews on podcasts, magazines, and radio. <laughs> From WeHo Socialite to Traveling Family Man, he currently works for a Christian nonprofit, Potter's House in Northwest Ooh. Arkansas. What? Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to talk to you. His fashion, <laughs> his opinions, his faith, and his selfies cannot be categorized in any box. Returning to LA for this week only, please welcome my friend Jonna. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thanks, guys. All right, so we know a lot of the same people. You were yeah. big in WeHo, like what three years ago? Yeah, two, something two, like three, that. And you were part of the the social life, Andrew Christian model, all of that. Yeah, so of yeah. course, coming back, I got so many emails. How do you go from uh, being an underwear model and a nightlife socialite to to uh, this evangelist? platform that, that yeah had. it's a really interesting thing you know I, uh, I went from living in um, West Hollywood or I guess I live DTLA Sin. technically uh -huh. but yeah and then I uh, I did some nightlife some nightlife stuff in New York and then I was in Vegas I threw a party for liaison and then uh, was San in San Francisco. Francisco right you got that yeah and did some stuff there uh, my time in San Francisco it was it was kind of crazy I had like a, a real come to Jesus moment <laughs> literally <laughs> literally <laughs> hey, in Jesus. A crazy, right hey how you doing yeah um basically <laughs> Jesus okay I'm gonna refrain from the jokes because there's so <laughs> many in my head right now <laughs> right I have come yeah. to Jesus too <laughs> right he was the janitor at my high school okay <laughs> <laughs> That's such poor yeah. taste. No, it's all good. good. He, he's in all of us. But um, the deal is, <laughs> right Zing. there these we go. These jokes write themselves. Ooh, right. yes. For sure, for sure. I love that we're doing these super gay jokes and all these straight people are like getting sweaty. Right. Welcome to my world, gentlemen. <laughs> no, but but I basically had this experience in my room that was like this, this flash of light that actually spoke to me. It was crazy stuff. And a lot of people were like, uh, you know, what's going on with you, you know? Um, because people turned on you because they love seeing they did, they like did. your half naked selfies, and then the minute like you are serious and reflect on some like reality in your right, life, right. people didn't know how to handle that. No, they didn't. Yeah, I lost about seventeen thousand followers on Instagram. Wow. Still over fifty, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just want to throw that out. Number there. drop. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, it's been a crazy situation. I've been working uh, instead of uh, dancing my underwear at nightclubs. And uh, planning tours, you know, at bars to do that and, you know, getting the getting the TV cameos and whatnot. You know, I've been focusing on a book and a blog. And, you know, what I'm really trying to qualify, like, people who the church is unqualified, uh, specifically the LGBT community. Whoop, whoop. Very, very important to me, you know. Um, I feel like the church is sort of overlooked, downplayed, and, in fact, insulted this demographic. And my main uh, sort of... Uh, focus in life right now is sort of uh, requalifying them, making sure that everybody understands that they deserve love, regardless of who they are. And that's it. That's what's up. Well, I love it. And I love what your message, because you're not hitting anybody over the head. You're just sharing messages of love. You're not like repeating scripture. Uh, right, I mean, right. you do, but it's not like... Right. I mean, if people want to 
DM me or whatever, you know, I, I get like 30, anywhere between, <laughs> I'll get like three some days, but I get like 30, 50 people hit me up some days if I make a post and they're like, look, I got these things going on in my life and what do you think about this and that? And that's been pretty crazy because I've gone from, hey, where does that tattoo end? <laughs> to like, yeah. look, I need help with my life. And, you know, it's been, it's been really, it's been really nice and sort of a, sort of a, been a nice change i guess you know it's it's been very interesting because i've done it all off the cuff you know i'm not really sure you know i'm i'm idiot savant my way through this i'll be the first one to tell you that but which I'm, which i kind of enjoy because it's like everybody's journey you know you don't have to be some some super theological person you know what no I you love, don't you don't at all nobody does what i love doing is like drunk messaging you on instagram at like two three in the morning talking about jesus Oh, yeah. Let's just talk about Jesus. I mean, I'm curious where that tattoo ends now. <laughs> well, there's two, and they point to something. Okay. Yes. I uh, know, but we have some pictures for, from your, your modeling. Yeah, now, you yeah. have literally traveled. You're like a gypsy of sorts. Um, you have literally been in so many cities yeah, all over the right. U.S. What is the most common wow. thing um, that each city has? Like, it's, it's just prevalent in every city. And what's one of the biggest differences? Um, well, they all have lots of people. <laughs> Not every city. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, some of them don't have a lot of teeth. That that is true. I came from one of those towns. Oh. I came from a town of three thousand people in Arkansas. My apologies. Originally. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and you know what? Going to a lot of big cities, uh, one of the things that, that they all have is people who uh, who are very proud of where they live. Um, people in San Francisco are proud of where they live. People in LA are proud of where they live. New York represents itself. You know. And I love the variation there because though people are all doing their thing in big cities and all doing the same thing, you know, every, every one of those places has musicians, nightlife, uh, models, you know, they're all doing their own thing and they all have their own individual style and flavor. And I love that, man. I love people. And that's part of why I did what I did before and part of why I do what I do now. So. Well, thank you so much for joining. It's so funny to see you because we haven't seen each other like in two I years. I know, it's been a minute. Yeah, I feel like I have to be in my best behavior. <laughs> I can't do anything inappropriate anymore. <laughs> um, Kurt, what is the number to call in with your fan questions? We just got that question. It's 323. That mouse pad has got to be cleaned. What is happening? <laughs> Jesus. You think we're on a budget here. 323-284-7826. Uh, Again, that number is 323-284-7826. You can also ask your questions in uh, the chat room on ubnradio.com and uh, Facebook Live. Uh, all right, a shout-out to our sponsors, and we need to get the show on the road. Uh, thank you to Tesloop. Tesloop is the only way to travel from Orange Ooh. County in L.A. to San Diego, Las Vegas now, and Palm Springs. You ride in a Tesla, and okay. it's it's more affordable than Uber or than a cab or anything. So ride that. Uh, Pride Shoes, it is the apparel for Pride season coming all up. Right. Panache Optical Gallery, they do all the celebrity uh, custom eyewear, retro wear, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we love them. And, of course, Mulholland Distilling is our celebrity uh, liquor, co-owned by Walton Goggins, who came by on the show and we had a little fun with him he dropped this off uh, cool. he co-owns it with celebrity Joanna Cassidy who I took to the Abbey last week after the show uh, Mulholland Distilling is name made drop. name boom 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 Man, I'll do it all pick day. that up yes. over pick that up <laughs> hmm. uh, Mulholland <laughs> Distilling go. is a spirit of Los Angeles in good times and in bad all will drink if you're not drinking water make it Mulholland go to MulhollandDistilling.com we are planning another celebrity uh, tasting because the last the liquor we did not get to when they had all their friends here was the whiskey <laughs> All right, let's get the show on the road. Davide Filippini. Oh, God. Yes, it sounds like a statue or, or like a drink. It like looks like one. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
Uh, from model to musician, this ugly man, uh, David <laughs> Davide Filippini, was born in a small town in Italy called Modena, a small city between Florence and Milan. He started drumming in his early teens and recorded albums and toured Europe before he decided to come to the U.S. at the age of 22. He supplemented his music career, because we know drummers don't make any money, oh. uh, <laughs> by modeling. <laughs> and he was signed by a number of agencies and can be seen in a number of campaigns and even on some romance uh, novel covers, oh which we God. have, oh, by right. the way. That's we right. actually have. Oh, <laughs> I love the titles, by, by the oh, way, yeah, of them. He has played right. in several <laughs> bands around the world, including the Italian band Last Stroke. No wow. comment. Uh, <laughs> F Unit, and he is currently involved with Crazy Town, with whom he just toured the U.S., um, and there's a new album in the works. Please welcome Davide. Hey, yo. Woo. What's up, guys? To his right, what? we have Brian Guest. Brian Guest is a talented triple fet. 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 I'm even, there's like so much to say. You're going somewhere with that. Yes. I saw that. Writer, actor, and comedian, there are no boundaries when it comes to his ability to create and convey a versatile collection of characters, and I do mean characters. Originally from Delaware, Wow, yeah, that's exciting. That's thrilling. Guys. Yes, yeah. Arkansas and Delaware. <laughs> uh, he recently completed a large arc in USA Network's new TV series, Unsolved: The Murders of Tupac and no and the Notorious B.I.G., starring alongside Josh Duhamel, my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> great show, by the way. Great, intense yeah, stuff. show. Uh, this role has solidified his presence as the token white guy in every show that he is <laughs> in. <laughs> every cast that's photo good. you post on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. it's like a sea of color, hey. and you're like. It's like Big Brothers and Sisters, it's but reverse. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. Uh, oh. You have seen him in numerous hit TV shows, including Workaholics, Rush Hour, Southland, NCIS, Los Angeles, Narcos, Scorpion, Hawaii Five-0, Shameless, CSI New York, The O.C., list goes on and on. Most recently, he finished filming the indie dark comedy, The Oath, starring alongside Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish. You know, just little names. Yeah, little right, names. Right. Uh, nice. Outside of his television appearances, he has made a name for himself in the realm of comedy. Uh, he often performs at the Upright Citizen Brigade, which I have a funny story about that because I performed there too, singing show tunes. What? So out of place. I was literally booed <laughs> off stage. Uh, he had, <laughs> where he owned his improv skills. We're going to talk about improv. Uh, he has had his sketches featured on Funny or Die, College Humor, Deadline Hollywood, and Fox. And his sketch, which we're going to take a little peek at, uh, Australian pilot wow. season was seen worldwide and even landed him on the Today Show in Australia. Australia. Like, <laughs> what, all right. Was that good? It was so fun. Nice, Damn. nice, very nice, very unusual. Uh, please welcome Brian Guest. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yeah. And a very special treat. We have the authors of children's book, which is not just for children, by the way, <laughs> Sweet you. Penny and the Lion, Richard Fairgray. Uh, I'm obsessed with this man's work. Uh, World-renowned children's book author, uh, comics author, screenwriter, and illustrator. Originally from New Zealand, uh, he has only 3% vision in one eye and complete blindness in the other. He started writing books at the age of three and a half and was self-publishing comics by uh, age seven uh, with his first title, Ghost Ghost. Ooh. He's obsessed with ghosts. He thinks he, maybe you are a ghost. Well, well I just uh, want to be one one day. Yes, well, <laughs> we all will, Richard. <laughs> that is one a dream of, that will happen. Um, having enormous success in the comics world, it was a natural transition for him to start writing children's books, you know, to pay the bills. Uh, with his first title, Morgan, The Moor Parks, and The Moon, which was a huge uh, critical and commercial success. He continued the series with Morgan Goes to Nowhere and Morgan Goes to Sleep. He stopped at Morgan Goes to the Bar. That, that, that's, that's where we ended Well, it. no, it's that he technically never woke up. Oh, oh. He, he went to sleep and that was it. An uplifting Ooh. family story, everybody. 
<laughs> he followed up this series, and you guys have to check this book, Gorillas in Our Midst, because you know because they're very hard to find, right? Uh, which he wrote and illustrated. In total, he has four books available in the U.S., all published through powerhouse children's book publisher Sky Pony. And his book, Gorillas in Our Midst, was named a notable book of 2017 by Storylines. And my grandpa is a dinosaur was a finalist in the New Zealand Book Awards for Best Picture Book uh, for 2017. His newest book, which you can now get, uh, released last month, which he illustrated and co-wrote with U.S. musician, writer Alexander Burke, is titled Sweet Penny and the Lion. And it's out now, so you need to get it. Adults and children, by the way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Richard and Alexander have also partnered with singer uh, Jill. S- How do you pronounce her last name? Everybody pronounces it di- <laughs> differently. Jill Sobiel. 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 Little yeah. of uh, I like how we both looked at each other and we got scared for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right. Of course, she's from "I Kissed a Girl" fame mm-hmm. right, uh, to right. create a cartoon song version, which we're going to listen to a little bit of "Sweet Penny and the Lion," which has a strong message to young girls, encouraging them to express themselves. Uh, the book was originally, uh, and it was based on the idea that most stories, boys. Uh, are rewarded for misbehaving and uh, girls are punished for for misbehaving. Uh, They inspired to create a tale that encourages girls to be their own individual and not feel forced to confine to any gender stereotypes of what is considered good and bad behavior. Please welcome Richard Fairgrave. Oh, yes. The applause. Yes. You guys, I'm getting so cotton people. mouth from yeah. all this talent. I love when I have untalented <laughs> people because I'm like, we have this guy here. Let's drink. Right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, now we got to bring it. Last and certainly not least, Alexander Burke, a fan yes. of a bris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just it's the free food. That's really what it is. I will show up at anything with free food. Open bar, I'm there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it could be like a Trump rally. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Always. let's not get crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alexander, uh, you guys, his resume goes on and on, is an established musical professional having worked as a film and television musical writer and composer, music supervisor and director, a musical performer, as well as an actor, producer, and writer. He has always had a passion for music, and as we talked, he was a vibraphone prodigy. What's a vibraphone? (laughs) When I first read that, I was like, oh, oh my. It's like a giant metal xylophone. (laughs) So sexy. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Sexiest man on campus. That's what you voted for with with your vibraphone. Believe it or not, was a virgin through college. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. True Is that story. real talk? True story, <laughs> yeah. real talk. How about that? While, you, while were, was... you were a mature student, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I also <laughs> did hit puberty until I was almost 21, so there was that, too. Well, well. Right. and we share some commonality. Uh, I was born and raised in San Clemente, and oh. I spent a lot of time in Laguna Beach, and you were born in L.A., but you were raised in Irvine and Laguna Luc- mm-hmm. Beach. My dad's uh, president of Laguna College of Art and Design, so that was pretty much where I grew up. Oh, my God. Oh, I've yeah. slept with a lot of those <laughs> people there. What a small world. Awesome. I yeah. hope you got some portraits out of it. <laughs> oh, I got a lot out of it. I had to take penicillin for one of the things I got. Um, oh. While Alexander was in high school, he joined Drake Bell's band, Drake 24-7, went on to perform on the Amanda Show at the Palladium and other high-profile venues around L.A. and on TV. Cool kid in high school. Come on. Yeah, After high school, he went to Columbia College in Chicago, where he became the youngest musical director for the renowned Second City. That is huge. Uh, and being a musical director for one of those, well, you know, for one of those improv shows, uh, he was asked to be the musical director for IO 25 anniversary concert DVD that included performances by Mike Myers, Amy Poehler, Tim Meadows, Andy Dick. Um, And while in Chicago, he also did some jazz gigs. You know how you do. (laughs) uh, With jazz jazz. lessons such as Vaughn Freeman, uh, Chuck Hedges. 
Then after graduating, he moved back to <laughs> you LA. You don't have to do the whole thing. No, <laughs> right. no I have so to. long. No, but so you guys, long. it's so impressive. We're almost done. Oh. I'm gonna I'm, I'm read through. Came back to LA where he graduated from <laughs> USC's film scoring post baccalaureate program. Quickly found work in television. Ready for some more name dropping? Oh Jesus Christ! He was asked to perform with and open for Ryan Gosling <laughs> and Zach Shields' band Dead Man's Bones. During this time, he became uh, became friends with Monique Powell, lead singer of the band Say Ferris, through his neighbor Abby Travis, bass player for the Bangles, and ended up playing on records for both of them and at last joining the band Save Ferris. He was a member of Save Ferris when they opened for Gwen Stefani at Irvine Meadows uh, and for Mexico City's infamous golf festival. Little thing. Yeah. So I did, uh, the Roxy in Hollywood did a family show for a year and it was You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And they did it two right. shows a day. And so I was in the cast. I was Charlie Brown. This was multicultural casting before you know, it was like cool. And Say so, Rich is going for a cookie. Everyone see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He needs to carve up for this interview. He's like, I gotta get ready. Right. right. Yes. Well, Blast source. In, in about cookie seven minutes, it's on. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> anyway, so we would do the two shows during the day at the Roxy. And what the hell were we doing? Family programming at the Roxy. And then the the bands would come in and load in, and we would take our set. And one of them was No Doubt. We're like, who are these weirdos? Because they weren't popular yet, right? And Gwen Stefani sat with us, and she was like, Oh my God, I love Snoopy and blah blah blah. And we're like, these people want to amount to anything they're weird <laughs> anyway so we share we both open for oh. Gwen Stefani <laughs> in different ways uh, his impressive resume also includes ton of behind the scenes work such as music musical director on the MTV M movie awards co-producing for Ben Lee's album Freedom and the first two Garfunkel okay. and Oates albums composer for the song Back to the Start from the Iron Man 3 soundtrack uh, the song Love You Like This from the Jason Bateman movie The Gift and song undercover for the TV series The New Girl um, as well as for uh, a song for the Broadway video series Seven Minutes in Heaven also worked with some of the biggest names and influencers, playing keys on Kate Pearson's The B-52's album, uh, Guitars and Microphones, produced by Sia, by the way. Did she wear that one? <laughs> she didn't, but she actually... <clears throat> I'm the worst singer ever. I failed singing five times in college, almost in graduate. That's so funny. And I was singing, trying to figure something out, and she started laughing. She's like, for the first time in my life, I have to tell somebody not to sing. <laughs> oh and she's God. like, I'm so sorry, but I can't focus. You're so terrible. <laughs> but she was uh, the sweetest. <laughs> that, that would like put me in a depression when Sia says you can't sing. <laughs> Damn, girl. Because she like accepts everybody. Yeah. <laughs> not you. <laughs> uh, he also played uh, piano and mandolin. Uh, and you did an interview where you really talk about how you change the tone of the instrument you're playing and the type of instrument to fit the theme of the album, such as like a full rich grand piano or making it sound <clears throat> like, like, like a little thinner by using a keyboard. And how you match that up is... You, the way you... <clears throat> it's just switching microphones. This is not <laughs> definitely not like a crazy... You want like, Alexander Burke. Oh, an engineering podcast, but like you can make a piano take up the entire sonic spectrum of what the human yeah. can hear, or you can make it sound paper thin and kind of small. Well, that was on Billy Ray Cyrus's album. Yeah. That must have been fun. I mean, all the engineering people listening right now are pissed. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. like, I listened to this Wait, specifically for yeah, this yeah. engineering podcast. Yeah. It's like Finally. when Richard talks about his blindness, he's like, yeah, I'm blind. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, one time Richard's like, you know what being blind's like? It's like seeing out the back of your head. It's not like closing your eye. And I still can't fathom that or understand that. I've asked him to explain like five times. It still makes zero sense to me. I mean... I <laughs> <laughs> no words. In thirty seconds or less, Richard, describe your ailment. <laughs> uh, I like. Well, I can just show you if the camera's on me. What I can do is so the the left eye is completely dead. So I can just jam stuff in. No, it. don't jam. Oh, oh, oh my god! Wow. I used to be able to. <laughs> cool party. Trick. I never signed that's on cool for this. The show's I, over. Do I get a bump for that? I, that's I, actually I, the craziest <laughs> thing that's ever happened on the show. We've had crazy things happen. I really? found out that, that I found out that could happen because I was working very late and I fell asleep while painting Ooh. something. 
wow. And uh, I, I, but the paintbrush stayed in the eye, and I was like, hey, this oh, doesn't hurt. God. That's amazing. So I, I was like a teenager, so I immediately mm. went and like woke up my mom. I was like, ah! <laughs> By the way, props are grossing people out on radio. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is fantastic. That is in so LA. funny. Yeah. yeah, that is so funny. Wow, That's you should so you should funny. go on America's Got Talent. You could <laughs> draw sure. and do that. Right. Or draw with that. Yes. Yeah, oh, you yeah. could oh, do family no. portraits with a... I'll just set myself up like on Hollywood Boulevard with someone like poking me in the eye while yes. I draw portraits. <laughs> It'll be Angeline. <laughs> she needs some work. Oh, to be poked by Angeline. That's well, there's a, well, there's a toy out there like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, she sells it from her trunk. Yes. Alex, Alex once won a ride-along with Angeline. We went I to this, saw is this that on your, on we, your feet. We went to a, a thrift store, and we were just like, I, I bought an amazing gold jacket. And then they had a raffle to win a ride along with Angeline. And he was like, sure, I'll enter that. And then we, we literally, we leave the store like five minutes later. He gets a call and the guy's it's like, her. literally no one else has entered. You win. It's oh, her. my God. How sad, Angeline. Yeah. <clears throat> she, oh. uh, she was, how was the ride along? She was actually amazing. Um, she has her weird character that she plays. Yeah. But then there's a moment where like we start talking about Alan Watts and Eric Hoffer and she like drops the persona and it was an amazing like fifteen minutes and then realize she dropped the persona yeah. and like snap back into her weird bubbly character. Hey, how many mm. shirts did you buy? Um, <laughs> they're ten dollars each, by the way. I, I no, spend, they're not. No, ten dollars each. They're, so no, 40, for they're minutes, forty or right. forty-five. You're right, right. That's, that's oh, she's so gone true. up when, when I she's bought one. It was up. ten dollars. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, because I had friends who wanted them. I'm like, cool, I'll buy your shirts. I'm like forty-five. They're like, no, that's way too much. You bought <laughs> right? it still. Like they were so pissed. <laughs> <Right>. <sighs> <laughs> All right, that was an intermission. We need to get back to Alexander's uh, resume. <laughs> um, so oh, with Jesus Billy Christ. Ray, he also uh, appeared at the Grand Old Opry, The Tonight Show, and NASCAR to a crowd of over 80,000. That is my dream is to be in front of a NASCAR crowd. Oh, he played piano on the Diane War uh, Dionne Warwick's record, Feels So Good, um, also recording the double platinum selling Dane Cook album, Isolated Incident, accompanying Ed Helms and Michael Bublé for Blue Blaze. Uh, Blue Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Blaze. <laughs> That's a pill. Uh, Blue Blaze. Oh, I want to try that. Christmas. <laughs> I'll give you one. Uh, Christmas special, playing multiple instruments on Margaret Cho's Grammy-nominated musical comedy album, Cho Dependent, playing synth bass on the cult David Lynch album, This Train, uh, with Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings on the Matthew McConaughey uh, Lincoln television commercial songs. Also a little actor. He filmed two television pilots, Harding High for MTV2, and... Uh, with Scott Thompson, who I'm obsessed with, by the way. I love Scott Thompson for Husk Report. I thought it said Husky Report. Has I got Scott, really excited. Has Scott ever been here? So I have talked to him a few times. He really doesn't like doing this. Huh. Um, but <laughs> Drinking? I don't blame him. Talking. Okay. It's weird, like, because uh, we've had uh, cookies? Michael McDonald. <laughs> this is our first time with cookies, by the way. Really? Our, our social media wow. guru. I feel very special. Has, he is a master baker. Master baker. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that. So look we him up on are. Instagram. <laughs> Oh, Kurt, there we go. <laughs> Look him up on Instagram. It's the fabulous Baker Boyd, B-O-Y-D. Um, and he, his Instagram is full of stuff that he bakes, so thank you so much. Uh, but Scott Thompson, I was flying back from Italy to New York. Oh, Italy. Oh my God. God, Italy's like this, this thing. It's a thing, yeah. It's he a country. Was, he was so <laughs> tired. Like, he was just tired. And I'm a big Kids in the Hall fan, and I... It was that baggage claim in LA or no in New York, and I was just like blah 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 blah, and he was like he's like dude I'm really tired, and I was like oh okay, and uh, I was really disappointed because I love him so much. Speaking of brisks, uh, Scott is you wants to get them. <laughs> no 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 no, <laughs> Scott no, actually don't, we've gotten into so many fights no, because I'm I was raised you, Jewish. You keep adding a K at the end. As if <laughs> I, it's like, okay, I never went to Hebrew, but if it's like. 
cold and rushed. <laughs> right? I, uh, listen, I never Nobody went to Hebrew school. Nobody wants a brisk brisk. <laughs> I never went to Hebrew school, so I'm not 100% sure how to say it. You but, never had your bar mitzvah? Uh, I, I was, but I memorized it from a tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. But, um, Scott, and you had your vibraphone. You're like, Mela, I'm a cocky. I don't know the language. Scott I wants to, no offense. He wants to brand, uh, ban circumcisions, and there's this whole thing about how you can grow your foreskin back. Yes, you put a weight co- on it. Yeah, don't ask me how I know. He constantly is showing me how to grow it back because like, you're Jewish. I know you don't have it. You <laughs> oh, need to grow it back. To show off. And he's constantly showing videos about it, not oh, actually his so own. Oh, weird. And he's constantly trying to like, he's like, you're Jewish. You have to get your people and, and ban this. Ban these things. Mm. I'm like, I, I don't care. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, but you can grow it back. It's uh, Look it up online. It's a real thing. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just have your safety filter on. <laughs> uh, currently, Alexander is busy with his band Magnolia Memoir, uh, which he writes for and plays the keyboards. Uh, Mela Lee, who's one of the top voice actresses in the world, uh, is the lead singer and co-writer. Uh, the band performs worldwide, and their video for their single Odds and Ends from the album Pale Fire has celebrity cameos from Will Forte, Doris Roberts, and Fred Willard. Fred Willard has done the show. Oh, I he love that so guy. so great. Uh, they're currently working on their second album, Steal the Stars, which is slated to drop, what, like in May? Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever our people... The teaser says unquote, May. Okay, then it's May. It's May. It's okay. May. Okay. Afterlife. <laughs> May. Yes. Hey, Mela, May. hear that? It's got to come out in May. Yeah. It has to. Uh, Alexander's also <laughs> scoring the Netflix TV series A Mortified Guide, which is weird because we're having them on the show. Oh, Dave and Neil? Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, so they're coming on the show. Uh, composing two songs for the Sharon Stone feature film for Universal, okay. As I Wish. In the theaters now. I, oh, I okay. And Universal plans to submit it for Oscar consideration. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, does, did they tell you that before you, like, like you're ready to write and they're like, oh, Oscar, and you're like, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the No, the director told me, but it's doesn't even like you say that doesn't even make sense it's like being like oh aliens land it's like okay that's nice it's just like it's the most surreal thing to hear almost as surreal as you working on a song with edward james almost for blade runner by the way (laughs) how weird is that it didn't make the film but i there's the recording out in the world of me with eddie that's so crazy we have a picture of you guys working together um musically how does that work when Mm -hmm. you're with edward james almost uh, pretty much you let him do whatever he wants. Well, yeah, he's in James Uh, but like, he's brilliant. Like, he's like, I can't really sing. You know, I mean, I've been for the doors a few times back in the day, but you know, that was in the sixties and you're like, you open for the doors. Like, oh, everyone knows that's like, no, no, no one I knows didn't that. know that. Mm. And then I should have him on the show. He'd be great. And wow. then he does like five perfect takes and then you just bullshit about some of the coolest stuff ever. And then he leaves. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't resist for most people. Doors open for them. (laughs) 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 This is a sassy one. When when is your podcast Blastosaurus coming out? Yeah. I've had so many failed podcasts at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) I, I once had the third most popular critically deconstructive Ninja Turtle podcast in New Zealand. Oh, wow. In New Zealand. <laughs> Do you like how it's dot, dot, dot in New Zealand? And we're all like, oh. <laughs> we're all like, wow. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Hey, Applause for New Zealand. Out. Now, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it wasn't like the basis for your creativity, but it certainly had a big impact on your material, how you came to know children's stories and animation, right? Oh, yeah. So I like I still have uh, like long when I was a kid, like the one thing I could never do was get candy for myself. So I had what? like why? Well, Wait. you know, because I was like three, you can't oh. buy. But you could write a book. Award-winning novelist can't get candy. I, I realized that like like I would have to trick my parents into getting me candy uh, if I wanted to have any, 
and the one thing I could never get was gum. The only way to get gum was to get trading cards. Oh. And so yeah. I would like pretend like I really loved whatever the thing was that it's I was like my little pony for. trading cards. <laughs> and so that oh, was those great. so I got this uh, these Ninja Turtles trading cards and I was like, sure, I've heard of that. And I like open it up and like there's this card which I still have. It's like tacked to the wall of my office of Raphael uh, putting on a hat and saying, "Here's looking at you, kid," because like you know, yeah, every, I know that every one. kid yeah, just. Actually. Wants a Bogart reference, um, <laughs> and, and like, but like that kind of like that disconnect is like it's kind of fueled everything I've done with like why is a turtle putting on a hat and thinking that's a valid disguise? <laughs> well, it's like Donald Duck. Why does he wear a shirt and no pants? That, that's have you a ever good tried question. it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> have you ever tried it? Yes, I have seen your Instagram. Actually. Yeah, but you're so lucky because you can say, oh, I'm blind. Like, you can use right. everything. Your socks don't match. Oh, I'm blind. Or I'm not wearing pants. Oh, I forgot I'm blind. I'm literally wearing a shoe and a flip-flop right now. So. <laughs> that is on your Instagram, I think, I, I, right? I have a foot injury. Oh. <laughs> Look at me making fun of injuries. Sorry. I make a Anyway. Um, but I want to play a video of you sketching because um, your blindness... Is it's so interesting because your pictures are so huge in the scope of the emotions that they evoke, the texture that your pictures have. But look, you literally are close up to the page, and I know you have to use like shorter pens so you don't like like we saw poke yourself yeah, in yeah, the eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Back background is the song, the sweet penny song. What am I drawing? Uh, Blasto. But yeah, oh. it's it's Blasto. I mean, like, you are right up in there. And you have back problems because of this, right? Oh, yeah, terrible ones. Actually, Dave Nadelberg from Mortified is obsessed with uh, his back problems and constantly trying to find back cures for well, him. He keeps inviting me to his house to try out his weird chair. <laughs> Scott Thompson's <laughs> going to invite you over now. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't get over is that you can see the outline, but you really can't see the, the outline. Do you well, know what I mean? It's... So the, the outline doesn't show up as well on on video, but it's I use blue pencil or like light blue stuff, so it doesn't show up in scanners. Um, it's, it's weird that I put credits on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look that at was, me. Well, that, was, that was a promotional video for a yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I have to get like crazy close to the page, and I have to draw. Um, I have to have when I like that's a very large picture when I'm drawing smaller stuff like my normal comics. Uh, I actually have to angle the pen right out to the side, so I have to use like technical, uh, like technical wow. pens that are like a hard end to them, so that I can put them at an angle without it changing the width of the line. So like I have real trouble with brush pens and things like that. Well, respect, big time. Now uh, the emails that I got for your art was: How do you do? You see the full picture in your mind, and then that's what you go, or do you just start drawing, and then everything kind of falls into line? Um, with comics, I plan everything like meticulously. Like a, a script for a twenty-page comic will be anything from sixty to one hundred and twenty pages yeah. long. I will write very dense descriptions. I'll do like rough thumbnails. I have a big whiteboard in my office, and I do everything on that, and then photograph that, and then I can do that. But like I, I then I have to like spend a solid twenty, thirty minutes really thinking about the page right before I start to like memorize it in my head, basically. So then I can go in, draw stuff, and like know that when I pull back from it to see the whole page, I'll still be able to see that it fits in with what I was doing. That's just crazy to me. That's like, that is a talent and something that is undescribable how you do that. Just like, uh, you know, Alexander being a vibraphone prodigy at such an early age. Like, how, how, how does that, it just, 
these are natural talents that people right. have that are born with. Well, like I, I only see in. I, well, I mean, I. It's hard to describe, but I kind of only see in two dimensions. Like a comic book page. Yeah, and <laughs> wow. so like, like yeah. the reason I started making books was because I was like, if I draw stuff, it gave me like a control of like what the world looked like to me. Okay. And like my earliest books were all like weird stories, and like I learned to read and write when I was very very young because I was like very bored as a baby. Mm. <laughs> you weren't getting that candy. Well, <laughs> right there yeah. we go. That there was, we go. That was a big part. That's of what's honestly. up. Um, my you were like Baby Herman. The, 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 the first book that I made, I got like in horrible trouble for. And like my uh, kindergarten teachers, kindergarten in New Zealand starts much younger, um, were all like worried about me and talked to my parents about how I needed to like see a therapist and all this stuff. I did a book um, wh which was about uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck were meant to meet to go and explore a haunted house. <laughs> and Mickey doesn't show up, so Donald gets sad, so he goes in on his own. Without pants. Without obviously, right. <laughs> all my stories. If if I don't mention the pants specifically, you can assume the subtext. There are no pants involved. Yeah. Um, and he he goes into the house and he meets this ghost, and the ghost is lonely and sad because the ghost has no friends. So Donald shoots himself in the face <laughs> oh. to become a ghost. Wait, wait, wait. How old are you? I'm I'm three at this point. Oh wow! Oh my god! Wow! And if you were doing that now, you would be put on medication and I'm you'd be shipped off you. somewhere. Yeah. Right. To and, New Zealand. And so, yeah. <laughs> or just, Italy. Just like, yeah. Just That's like where the Courtney craziest love. come from. Um, I love Courtney. Me too. I, I, she I, and I, I have spent much time together. We need to talk about this. My, we do. Like, I'm sure I, we have. She, she is like the one woman I would leave my fiance for. Like in a heartbeat. She's my girl. Uh, she has worn her Golden Globe dress while sitting on the toilet while singing Sound of Music songs. That's so wow. beautiful. I that was just a Tuesday I, night for us. I, I, have a, I have a tattoo of myself as the cover of Live Through This. Are you kidding? <laughs> 100 Where's curious. the tattoo? Is it where Jonah's tattoo just is? Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm not saying where it ends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the name of your biography too. I'm not saying where it ends. I like I that. Like that is really good. Yeah. Write it. Write it. <laughs> write the music for it. So you came from New Zealand. In fact, your your success was really uh, started in New Zealand with all the conventions that you did in mm -hmm. New Zealand and Australia. I want to talk to you a bit, and also uh, Davide. Oh my God. Coming to uh, the U.S. <laughs> at 22 years old from Italy, where the base of your creativity comes from, your influences are from that nation. Coming to the US, where creativity and artistry, no offense to our current artist in, is very un, uh, uneven. What we think is creative and what is quality is not quite matching what's going on in the rest of the world. What was it like leaving that home base for coming to the US? So good. <laughs> <laughs> In my case, I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone, you know, at an early age. So I moved by myself. I didn't speak English. So I was like, all right, I want to do this by myself, you know. So it, w it was different. But at the same time, like growing up with, you know, listening to music and this is what I always wanted to do. And you kind of grow. I kind of grew up with the American type of music because it was know? like the, okay. the home of so like me, rock and roll right right so to me moving to the u.s was like okay i finally i'm finally moving where you know all my inspirations were so i feel kind of comfortable even if i stepped out of my comfort zone there's a new language and lots of things going on but you know artistically it's definitely more 
stimulating. You know? Now, growing up in Italy, were you listening to Italian rock stars, or was everybody no, listening no, to? Nothing. It's only like Andrea Bocelli or Pavarotti. No, oh yeah, he's he's, oh. A, he's a good rock star. <laughs> yes. No, but I mean, obviously, the music scene is very different. You know, so I mean. Well, coming here not knowing the language, I mean, well, with your face, I mean, you don't really have to speak much. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. It worked out for a while, yeah. you know. In any uh, community. Right, um, right. <laughs> so coming in contact with Crazy, because I know you've played with bands yeah. all over the place. Brian, can you move over just a little bit? Some of your fans <laughs> say they can't see your beautiful face. Oh, jeez. Uh -oh. Can yeah. you move to your right? I'm right. I'm going to moving to my right. Here's my just face. Snuggle there you up. go. Snuggle up. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's either your fans or my homosexual friends. <laughs> 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 uh, and David, get a little bit closer. To, oh yes, to the mic. Yep. Uh, but coming here, not what was one of the biggest things that surprised you at moving to the U.S. that you were not prepared for? Times Square. Times Square. Yeah, I well, love Times I moved Square. to New York yeah. City, so imagine small town Italy. <laughs> yeah, that's York, a rough Manhattan, move. New York City. But so, if you're gonna go to the U.S., that's where to go. And right. you moved right. straight right. to New York. Right. So wow. yeah, it was definitely shocking. You know, like culture shock, you know, and even the size of your sodas, guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> diet soda for me. I'll have a double cheeseburger and like four fries. And yeah, right, for yeah. Real. Well, right. that was pretty. That was pretty devastating to me. But playing for all these different bands, then you come in contact with Crazy Town. We know yeah. Crazy Town has been around forever. Yes. Is it hard stepping into the shoes of a band that's you know, so established? Because um, so it's it's kind of a weird story but um long story short because we don't have much time but um so crazy town it's my show we'll go <laughs> till, till dawn <laughs> <laughs> no because I mean, there are a lot of details that you don't even care about um so there's a guy in crazy town that plays the bass the bass player his name is hasma um i've known him for a really long time like we played together for probably 15 years so you know we came from the same town in italy and he came to see me in la where i when i was in la and you know we haven't seen each other in a while. It's been like two years. Yes. It's been two years for the both of you guys. It's so well, funny. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, uh, listen, we need a drummer, you know, and I know you, and uh, would you be interested? And so I auditioned, and they were like, you're in. So we went on tour, like, straight up, you know. And um, it was like, um, like a, we'll try you out on this tour, you know, and, and it was amazing, because imagine, like, I've never been... But there's anywhere. so much pressure, right? Because there's right. a lot of pressure, You're playing their well-known songs. Right, yeah. right, right. No, I traveled a lot. I've seen so many cities, you know, because, I mean, to me, that I this is not even, you know, that like, the country was born, so I've been in so many cities. I mean, in a short amount of time, but I've seen so many places. It was amazing. And so, you know, the tour was great. You know, they liked me a lot, and so I continue, and then another tour... And now, you know, there's a new album in the works. So, I mean, there are a lot of things going on. It's a big project. You know, there's a lot of people involved. So it's 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 right a lot on. of fun. Yeah. What was your audition like? Like, what nerves did you have going in? What what did they have you do? Did you listen to all their albums before you... Well, I mean, obviously, they gave me the set list and everything, you know, for the shows and stuff. And, um, I mean, all I had to do was to just um, record, like, two to three songs and see how, you know, how it sounded and, you know, the groove and everything. And they really liked it. So the funny part is that, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of grew up with, you know, Butterfly mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's kind of cool that I, you know... I, I and Butterfly is so song. different from the rest of their stuff, too, by really the way. Is. It was it really like, oh, is. yeah, I love Butterfly. Yeah. Wow, well, yeah. great. Right. No, and they go to a concert and oh, you know no, they end up half show. dead. Right. It's a rock show. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, it that's is what a lot of people. Show. A lot of people don't know because they associate Crazy Town to Butterfly, yeah. but it, it's a it's a really like it's a rock show. So it's very powerful and you know like intense. Like <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun show. So there's actually some gorilla video uh -oh. of you. Uh, uh -oh. Let's let's take a peek at Davide in action. Oh my god! And of course this is for Butterfly. And I love how Butterfly has gotten grungier. And it's not like <laughs> Butterfly. It's like Butterfly. <laughs> 
more vibraphone. Right. <laughs> yes, more cowbell. Right, right. Oh, here I am. Yeah, there's our boy. Right. This is gorilla video. There we go. funny to see the band age. Right. I mean, I they look great, but... <laughs> I remember when he used to hang at Ledoux all the time. Really? Yeah. And so, Brian, I want to talk yeah. to you about this as well. Because Ledoux, I haven't heard of that place. I right, know. right, right, right. right. Taking it, I mean, I just age check myself, bro. Yeah, me but. too. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brian, you have guest starred on many big shows that yeah. have their following, have their audience, they have their energy. It's like, okay, let's read through on Monday. We're going to be filming, blah, blah, blah. Sure. How do you come in matching that level? How do you build the chemistry with with a cast that already you has built it. their you chemistry? Just fake it. But it, it's a little in, intimidating, <laughs> no, it's, right? It's, it's um, yeah, it, you know, for shows that have been going on for a long time, um, you know, it's it's uh, when you go into that situation, it's like, what's this going to be like? Sometimes it's on a show that's been on for eight seasons. Like, yeah. do they hate their jobs? Are they everyone just wanting to get it? It's like whatever oh, yeah. time. Like, and do you have to watch here. like all the seasons just to be on it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, I don't do that much. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a, it, it's great. It's a, but you get to meet like a whole swath of people, you know, um, which is amazing. What I love is that when you do your comedy videos on Funny or Die, sure. you have such a different personality. When you act like you're acting, it's like, okay, yeah, he is an actor. Do you take your improv fundamentals when you approach a character? What is your actor's approach? Do you subscribe to an acting uh, yeah, like a, theory like a or philosophy? Way, yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, as far as like the like the craft of acting? Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm with the actor studio and I'm gonna do method acting. Because you have to be able I to use your like, improv. I think like for me, it's like sort of like I just do my own thing. Um, I, I've taken a, a ton of acting classes and you know, I first started studying with like Jeff Goldblum at Playhouse West years and years ago. So that was like its whole, whole own experience. Uh, um, he is a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> he plays like, jazz at Rockwell every Wednesday yeah, night. He's yeah. he's at, he he wears everywhere. a lot of rings. I know that. Well, a lot of rings, a lot of yes. hats, a lot of glasses. I mean, right. A lot of girls. But he's so, <laughs> he's so brilliant when it comes to like just uh, diving into that sort of thing. So for me, it's like I'm always when I'm like uh, when I get material to audition, I'm just always like mining for 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 information and trying to figure out how I can get a leg up, sort of um, to make a discovery that maybe someone else wouldn't make. Uh, yeah. And how? Because I, I know you've been on shows from the OC, which was a few years ago, yeah. to like played a male gigolo on the OC. I, I, no one. How old said, were you? No one. A, a male it. gigolo in high school. Thirteen. <laughs> That's how they do it in OC, by the way. We know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't. That, that show was like ten years ago, fifteen. Years, I don't get. Yeah. A little bit old. We're a little bit old. Right? Yeah. Um, but what I've heard from um, our players that have guests on sitcom, even Joanna yeah. Cassidy, she was on Life in Pieces. Mindy Sterling uh, sure. was on Life in Pieces, and yeah. they were saying they're not used to the way that they're filming it because they go on set and they're given the script. Mm -hmm. um, with rewrites, I'm like, okay, no rehearsal, and let's film, film, film. They don't even let them like breathe in the scene. They don't let them do reshoots. They don't let them explore the characters because filming has become so, gotta get it done, gotta get it done. Have you found that? In everything has, like yeah. everything is like, we're just living in a push button society, guys, right? So everyone right. wants things done this quick. You need to get information off the internet or whatever, like whatever it is, everyone's trying to like, 
uh, do things at this lightning fast speed. And when it comes to creativity, like that doesn't, there's right. a certain part of urgency that's good for creativity, right? But when you're looking to just get a product out, you're just trying to make some cookie cutter thing that- That's a thing, yeah. Um, you know, probably doesn't land a lot of times. And that's why shows get canceled or, or whatever. Um, doesn't have room to breathe. Sure. Right. I think, you know, I've been lucky enough to be on, to guest star on a lot of shows that had great directors or great producers or whatever, and it's been a fantastic experience. Now, Alexander, do you find that there's like, just like, is there just too much music out there and too too many people creating videos on YouTube and, and this, is, is, it, is it too much oversaturation? Are people rushing their final product? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think that we're going through extremes. I think that people spend the last decade like over-perfecting everything and quantizing and editing stuff like and taking all the soul out. And mm. now people are going to the other extreme of like, let's just capture the moment. I don't care what's about to happen. We're just capturing a moment. That's what we want to see. And I think that's a natural reaction to what was happening for the past decade. And what the hope is in the next couple of years, we kind of find a happy balance between the two. I told you, yeah. Because both extremes are unhappy to me yeah. or produce unhappy right. results. I had the benefit that I was raised in a house that we had tons of uh, records. And so when you listen to the Frank Sinatra albums, the Tony Bennett albums, the old MGM musicals, and you realize how they had to record these, they recorded them with a live orchestra and they were recording yeah. on the record. Yeah. There was no, let's go back to this third second and change this and change the pitch and all that. There was right. none of that. It was raw, it was naked. And it sounds as good, if not better, than what we're yeah. producing now because now it's so vanilla. And so that's yeah. what I love about what Crazy Town is doing. They're gritty and they're still performing and giving it, it I, its all. I got to ask you a qu quick Crazy Town question. Like, yeah. uh, So I toured with Say Ferris and people, uh, I'm in my early 30s, but people talk to me and be like, hey, remember 94 when we did this or 95 when we did that? <laughs> I'm like, I was that's 10 years old so then true. and I'll sometimes play along, sometimes not. But have you had people come up to you oh, and yeah. presume that they- All the time. All the time, yeah. Hey, what? I grew up with your music. And I mean, it's like, what do you say? Right. I literally yeah, grew what, up. What do, you, what do you do when that happens? <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I'm just like, hey, thanks, man. But I mean, at the same time, you know, I mean, obviously, you, you felt the same. You know, it was yeah. 1999. It was 50,000. So yeah. at that time, it was 11 years old. So. I love it. If you were, <laughs> <laughs> I love it if you were just like giving oh, the real explanation. Man. Here's the deal. Here's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they don't want to hear that. Short story long. They don't want to hear that. I was in Italy. So. <laughs> I was an 11 year old drummer. No, in so it's, it's just easy to say, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. you for coming to the show. You're a liar. <laughs> You're such a liar. I know. I am. Now, along those same lines, Richard. You know, putting out a, a comic book, now there's so much content that you need to do. You need to do a web series. You need to do it as an animation. You need to do it as a graphic novel. You have to sell it, uh, break it up into parts. Now you're being told so much right. of what your this material like a has lot to of be. Pressure. I yeah. thought I just had to make a comic. Right, but because but <laughs> I've, I've seen... Social media society, though. And I've seen your career go from... Uh, you did your stuff in New Zealand, and then you did the children's books, and then uh, Blastosaurus was, was, was animated, and it was... There's so much content. Do you feel the pressure that you have to now settle your creativity to make the demands of your fans and also your your business? Well, it becomes like a, a like a it's a really tough balance between like giving new content to fans who want it early and not actually creating extra work for yourself. So like perfecting the idea like like I have to keep reminding myself every time I finish penciling a page, I have to scan it so I can show it to people rather than just being like pencil, ink, color, done, and then that's one twenty-fourth of a comic issue finished. Uh, because, you know, like showing a completed comic means that once a month people get reminded I exist as opposed to 
three or four times a day as people keep telling me that I'm meant to be doing. Hmm. Hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, that's overkill, though, in my experience. Yeah, I, I Like, I once a agree. day is good. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think, like... Uh, But I'm also someone who, like, I I always say, like, I want to do a different thing every week. I don't want to get bored. Um, So, like, I will be working on five or six different projects. And now the more demand there is for each of those projects, the fewer projects I can do. And there's this weird balance because people are like, hey, we really want more Ghost Ghost as well as more this thing. And I'm like, just let me do one. Just, like, if if (laughs) if you want 30 things a month, then you have to let me do one of them to that level. What I have to say about your art is you have a running theme in terms of there's, like I said, a texture to your characters, but your characters are also so different. They don't fit the same mold. And that's what I love about your art. It's so varied and diverse. Um, your vision really is is has a huge scope of how you interpret your message and how it comes across. Like we have images like this. This is your David Lynch um, Wow. drawing yeah, which is so cool. different than cool. like sweet penny and the and the lion and it has such an emotion the minute you see it um Kurt, play some of the other uh, pictures as well you know and then your self portraits which uh are so naked to me because they're raw and um this is how close that you you get yeah that that that's that's a, a good representation of how i draw everything that, that's that's exhausting. Sounds comfy. Oh yeah, no, my my, my back is super. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's take a little peek at uh, Sweet Penny and the Lion. Let's let's look at the trailer, and uh, this is with. Hey, the wh- while while the trailer's happening, can I go pee? Oh, oh okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's we actually have an emergency one right behind you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I'll be back it's, when it's you play. The, it's okay. the bucket. <laughs> you could have done that off air, but okay. Let's let everybody know. Nobody listen. <laughs> let's take a peek at the trailer. Does it really have a show? But he's peeing right now. He's we all, He's peeing. No, Amanda Palmer's from the Dresden Dolls, right? Yeah. And this art is so different in itself too. No, that's amazing. I had no idea. You've worked with Amanda Palmer. That's fantastic. Uh, I actually didn't work with her. Did you not? No. They uh, weren't speaking. I take it no. all back. <laughs> uh, my friend Jared Luxa, who's an amazing producer and engineer, um, he ran front of house and mixed a bunch of Amanda Palmer stuff. I was like, hey, I'm a huge Amanda Palmer fan. She did um, a musical version of Pierre that I love, so she might okay. really like this. Could you please get her a copy of this and maybe get a quote? I'm calling in my one favor for right, the free right. work I've done with you over the years. And Jaren uh, was awesome and reached out to Amanda and we got that quote. But That's amazing. Yeah, I've actually seen them here in L.A. Oh. Uh, it's been years ago, but yeah. I love their song, Boston. Fantastic oh, band. amazing. Right. So Sweet Penny and the Lion, it's not just for kids whatsoever. <laughs> How did Richard and you meet? So you tell me your story when he's done. <laughs> so Richard thought I was a creepy fanboy, actually. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm in a band, Magnolia Memoir, and Mel, yes. the lead singer, as you said in my way too long of a bio, uh, is a very well-known... Um, <laughs> I cut half of it out, by the way. <laughs> oh, too. Jesus it's Christ. crazy. It's wow. crazy um, who you've you worked with. You sounded like a rapper over there. No, but, but he's like... <laughs> well, I feel like I've been like this zealot of the industry um <laughs> but um <clears throat> but yeah so Mela does all these fan conventions because she's the lead voice for like Dara Raw Fates Day Night um 
uh, what's her big one? Vampire Night plays a lot of vampires, I guess. Oh yeah, that's her current one. Um, (laughs) So I wind up going to all these fan conventions and we perform um, as a duo where we'll pick up a band where we are. We now have a set band that we'd fly with. So Richard just kept seeing me backstage at all these fan conventions. Stalker. You know. you know, I'm, I'm there as a comic guest, but I'm back from the But you go now, to every convention, too, by the way. I've got to be honest. Had a booth. I, was, I was so tempted to come back buttoning up my shirt to confuse people, and I didn't do it, and I regret it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of B. Arthur's in there. She'll rough you up That's real right. good. Oh, excuse, oh, yeah, no, excuse I, me. I enjoyed every part. <laughs> the ghost told me. <laughs> No, not gonna do that. Because you love. Oh. I was, I was gonna say the the ghost told me they would show Orton, but um, <laughs> um yeah. Well, no, I and I like I was the comic guest at uh, at all these conventions. Like we we were in London together, Australia, New Zealand. Like yeah, because Richard, I've heard you right. don't say no to a convention because you love that experience oh, so it's much. So fun. So like I've I've been obsessed with retail since I was <laughs> three years old. Like there was okay. So there that was that begs an explanation. There was a store in New Zealand <laughs> called the Toy Warehouse, and it was literally a warehouse of toys and you could go in through the front door or you could park on the roof of the building and go in through this weird little shack and go across this catwalk above the whole you love that catwalk didn't you my daughter would (laughs) eat that up and i i i remember the first day i ever bought a ninja turtles toy uh, I tripped over on the catwalk and I like hit the ground and just remember like looking down and seeing all of these toys and all of these people buying toys and being happy because they were buying cheap things and feeling good about it. And <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's that's what I wanted. That's I why I love Amoeba. Yeah. I love like, Amoeba. Like, and the best. and toys, toys really are, are key to opening our imagination. Mm-hmm. I still have all the original Star Wars toys and I have them in a storage unit because those were my storytelling. So those cool. were my friends. I love that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, and, and toys back when I was a kid, the, the Ninja Turtle toys, especially, like, they had, uh, like, hand drawn packaging. They, they had the real yeah. toys. They were yeah. so cool. you, Did you have too many toys? Like, because I have a two year old daughter right now and I'm like, trying to limit the amount of toys first off everyone at, at the holidays everyone's trying to get you you know this you toy that definitely. toy there's my yeah. tiny house is now filled with like so many well what you toys. have to do is mine like, too just different to toys yeah. <laughs> oh what, no i'm just kidding if you if you ever want You're guests not. to not You're use your not. shower just use the sh- suction cup right. ones on the wall um <laughs> <laughs> but what you should do is like just make sure they fall in love with one specific toy. Right. Make yes. up a story for your kid that you mm. tell them at night about them on an adventure with like their plush toy elephant or whatever. Right. And then they'll be okay. like nothing else matters. When I was a kid, I was I had my my like my first fictional character crush was on Master Splinter, which explains a lot Whoa. of my life. Um and so what I did was I very dilig- diligently saved up all my, all my money and I bought every turtle and then I bought Splinter so that I could put the turtles in a wheelbarrow, put them on the other side of the room, and then hang out with Master Splinter while they had adventures. Wow. wow. That, Kinky. It's pretty, pretty involved. I got to be up front. My, my, my fiance is 72. I don't know if it... And you really, <laughs> are, and you really are wearing one shoe and a flip-flop. I, really, I, I, right? I, I think it's really satisfying to take your shoes oh, off when they're a little too tightly <laughs> tied. Now. And I went too far and ripped all the skin off the back of my foot. Oh, oh okay. Oh, there we go. Wow. You are there just like uh, American Horror Story Richard Fairgray. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poke me in the eye and take off my skin. Oh, wh- which season well, was that? <laughs> right. That's coming up. Um, well, but Richard, didn't a, name. Di- didn't a pro wrestler steal a part of your toy when you guys shared a hotel room at, at one of the Comic-Cons? <laughs> there's always I a, do research I, here. By the way, there's always a wrestler and a... Um, Survivor person. Well, <laughs> Most of the conventions you that do. That is that is true. Um, we, Survivors uh, clinging on for dear life. 
Um, we actually became friends because of a, a survivor. I don't, I don't want to say star because it's they're not uh, that, that I hated who was at the same convention, and I ended up avoiding him for a long time. So oh, I thought he was friends I with know the, the survivor. Yeah, but you can use the star. excuse. Oh, I didn't see you. Sorry. But yeah, we mm. met in. Uh, we finally started talking that van. Well, we started. That sounds weird. No, no, no. Wait, <laughs> this just gets stranger and stranger. Right. No, we started talking at a party when I thought you were uh, the the guy from uh, Seth Green, married with children. Oh, oh, Dave Faustino. Yeah. Yeah, because he was a guest at the same convention. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, Mela's always We're the same the size, so we actually got confused a lot from behind. But, yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> I could say another <laughs> cheap joke, but I will not. Uh, everyone looked at you. Yeah, I know. That is so weird. Everybody did. I was like, uh. like because, because, you know, Mela's in all these anime things, she was the guest of the convention, and the band were also there, but they weren't, like, named. So I didn't know who Alex was. And so I thought that, because a lot of these parties... Fans can like buy tickets for an exorbitant amount of money to come and like stand awkwardly next to the great, yeah. And then they right, give right. all the guests drink for free, so we're yeah. happy to be there. Yeah, exactly. And so I didn't know that he was not just a really like a really dedicated fan who went to <laughs> multiple countries to visit these people. And so then when I thought he was the guy from Married with Children, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh hey, aren't these things weird? And then we got talking, and then. We ended up having like weird amounts of mutual friends, despite being from other sides of the world. Um, no, the wrestler thing was that I was at a, a convention in 2010, and a, a, a publisher had like completely screwed up. They they misprinted my book <coughs> awfully, and like couldn't missing pages, it. and it was in black and white. It was awful. Like you really uh, do your research. Yeah, you. Mm. Girl, wow. I know everything about you. In fact, uh, Brian, I know your social security number. Oh, oh. oh. hey, oh. <laughs> I, I jokingly the other I, I was doing an interview a while back and I jokingly said uh, a combination of my phone number and my best friend from childhood's phone number as if it was someone's social security number and then I get like an email the next day being like how did you know my social security number from a completely oh, like, random person? Um, but I, so Ooh, this can this, I have that? <laughs> yes. Um, right. So this so this this publisher screwed up. They were they were trying their best, but they weren't good at anything. And um, also, first person ever to be forced to pay back Kickstarter. Um, and uh, look, look it up. Um, so they I'm not naming names. Um, but they decided that because they'd failed so terribly at releasing this book at Comic Con, they were going to cancel their hotel rooms and go home. And I was like, I'm from New Zealand. I can't go home. And they were like, okay, well, we're friends with this wrestler. We're going to put you in a room with him for the night. And I was like, sure. Good match. I get in it. Like, it's like a Showtime uh, and special. It sounds like TV, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know this guy. Like, I don't know anything about him, but he's just like a wrestler, you know. And so I get in at like 3 in the morning, and I come into the room, and he's like sleeping on the floor. I'm like, well, that's, that's nice. He's it wasn't in, Mickey Rourke like. He's in a practice, oh, right, right, like, right, right, like yes. practicing, like in I character. Love it. Jesus, I wish. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I got to be upfront. He was in his wrestling outfit. Done. With a blanket awesome. He could sleep wherever he wants. And um, oh, Always in character. But right? He, there we go. He's dedicated. So this, to give you some context of time, they, he'd, like, he'd, he'd paid for Troy. On what? pay-per-view at the hotel, and he had it playing with on Brad Pitt. Pay- yeah, <laughs> wow, it was, it was that's playing. what you've hit a low. <laughs> it was just playing on the screen when I came in, and I was like, okay, sure. So I got into bed, turned it off. He sat like bolt upright in bed, like a cartoon, and just yelled, "I need that to sleep." <laughs> I was like, all right, and turned it back on. Uh, the next morning, uh, I woke up really early, and I went over, and I'd, I'd bought this. I'm gonna reveal my nerdiness here. 
Because uh, you haven't already. Right. Yes. Reveal the wrestler. Who's I the put wrestler? the turtles in another room so I could be right. alone with Splinter. I put them in a wheelbarrow in the same room. It wasn't weird. Uh, they had a bar mitzvah. Poor Alexander's waiting for I his breath. I want to part where this guy ripped your skin off. So, yeah. so right. he had a little, he had a bag of pills that were on the dresser. and they Vitamins. Were, they were, sure. And they were purple, blue, and white, which was the same color as the uh, Star of the Conqueror action figure that I'd bought. At Comic Con, wait, who? Star- he's a giant starfish from space who has mind control. Obviously, oh. oh. as they do. What's he from? From Justice League. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Never mind. Long story. Channing um, Tatum is going to play him since he has time. <laughs> oh, he's single um, now. He, it's oh. Motion capture. He's just doing a star jump the whole time. Um, but so, are you speaking English still? <laughs> right. Barely. Thank um, you. So I had this. So Kiwi, speaking Kiwi. Because they release. What are they called here? Jumping jacks. Um, because they release the toy. To look exactly like the comic cover, the little starfish that could go on the Justice League's faces came in a separate bag. Wait, what? And so I had these little mind control starfish in a separate bag sitting next to the toy, and they were the same color as the pills. And so I wake up in the morning, he's left, and there's a bag of pills on the on the dresser, the same color as the starfish, and no starfish toys. And I'm he like, th- oh my god. Now I, like, what am I, I, I mean, I guess I can use these for mind control, but. <laughs> I mean, um, did you sell them? I, he still has I, them. I, no, I. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to admit things, but like I'll tell you a story later. <laughs> and your podcast got canceled. Who knew? <laughs> oh, right. It's a podcast. You have to cancel I'm just yourself from you. failure and sadness. Excuse <laughs> me. Hello. Do you see the glory I have? I have all you guys here. I want to take. Uh, I want to take a peek at at Alexander in action at his keyboard action. Uh, this is a video uh, from Magnolia Memoir. You guys check out. Uh, oh Jesus! You have our first work. music video. Yeah, and I wanted to blast from the past. Wow, you did you real research oh, for this. Oh yes, I do. So let let's take a peek at Alexander in action. Oh, that voice. Oh oh, there's our boy. Listen to this. Oh, there's Margaret. Yep. Nice. Watch the full video, but I mean, just that. I mean, that's right. yeah. That's, I mean, that's wow. really cool. I literally haven't I, seen that since 2010. Wow. But that's I, funny because that's that certain genre. But then the other genre, like you, literally can fit every, every genre. Let's let's play the teaser for uh, Afterlife. This is what's coming up for Magnolia Memoir. It's because uh, it's a whole different sound. That's all, that's all you got. That's all you got. I mean, if I knew you were going to do research, I would have actually brought the song. Right. Oh, oh. Can we can we bring up the tickling sequence? That I um, guess, uh, so I forgot what <laughs> it, that was eight years ago. So people went from high school to having doctorates um, <laughs> in that time. So I can't quite remember everything. But 
Margaret was kind of who gave me my start. She saw me play and was like, oh, I love your band. I'd love to shoot a video for you. And then after the video shoot that she paid for, because she's amazing, she was like, hey, so I paid for that, so you're now my piano slave. Uh, I'm doing a record, and you're going to play on it for free. Tomorrow we're recording at Ben Lee Studio with uh, Fiona Apple. And that was... <laughs> right, and that was literally the start of my career. Was because of her bringing me in, helping me, oh, introducing okay. me to those people, all right. uh, wow. and yeah. treating me like an equal in these rooms with all these people who are like, "Oh, Margaret says he's legit. He's legit. You want to produce this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And then I'd go vomit in the bathroom, come out <laughs> right and on, right on. be normal. But um, something happened, and filming got delayed, or didn't happen, or we lost something. I can't remember. And Margaret was like, "Oh, I found this weird." Um, piano suspenders so since we can't do the shot oh, why don't you just go. do the solo on my suspenders and then i remember playing on her suspenders being really careful not to touch her boob i, I noticed that <laughs> and then afterwards her being like do you think i really care like what's wrong with you like don't you know my career <laughs> that, that really shaped you because like you actually uh, uh, you know the pianos in the house you have labeled the boob keys that you <laughs> 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 Very yeah strange. but I, I, that was like i remember being so scared of touching her boob playing like on that video <laughs> Well, hey, what a, what a gentleman. There we <laughs> go. Still a virgin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we got yeah. this email a lot. A lot of people want to follow in your footsteps in the fact that you guest on great TV shows, but you have mm-hmm. this huge presence on Funny or Die. Right. How did you make connection with Funny or Die is the first question. Second question is, do you feel a pressure or did you feel a pressure when you're like, okay, it has to fit their standards. It has to be funny for them, not just funny for me. I think everything I've done, like, is just that I've created. It's just more of like, hey, what what I get a kick out of. Some of the stuff that that has gone semi-viral or whatever. Like, you just never know what's going to hit. Isn't that the weirdest it's thing? It's so you think it's so be hilarious strange. and no. Yeah, the things like like that hit are like the things that you come up with last second, like call a buddy, call a friend, come over and do this thing, and then that that's off to the races or whatever. The thing you plan for like months and months and months, like is a dud. So I don't know. Like I, I just start creating content and then send it to them, and they're like, "Hey, we love this," and put it up on their, their their front page and sort of got a following like that. Um, yeah. Let's take a peek at, at at the Australian video because this was a while ago, but this this really went viral. So the whole premise, we're gonna play the whole thing. The premise is that uh, you kept losing parts to. Uh, <laughs> yes, I like to see you in bed. There it is. Uh, <laughs> he set it up. Throw it no. down. Uh, but uh, the the joke is is that all the roles that you went to audition for went to Australian actors like Hugh Jackman. Uh, so so let's take a peek at this. <laughs> Everyone's pissed. I just love the look on their faces. <laughs> yeah. What's this dude wearing? Great to do music. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why didn't you hire me for that? <laughs> I play the Digitrudu. The waiting room. <laughs> so oddly enough, the, the guy that's playing the director in this this little short uh, sketch right there on the left, Anthony Hemingway, is the director-producer of Unsolved. Ready? Yeah. The Brooklyn Bridge can't hold my love for you, Jimmy. I would ride a kangaroo across the canal. I love how the women are so impressed and the guys are like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
hold you as tight as a crocodile and then celebrate our love by drinking this Foster's. It's Australian for beer. <laughs> Just trying to think of so many Australian things to like bring in, you know? <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> it's a real beer, by the way. Drank that. Had the whole 64 ounces. <laughs> That's Anthony. <laughs> and this video went viral do you remember mm -hmm. the first moment you realized it went viral and you're like oh crap yeah um uh that's deadline put it up on their website or whatever and because it was it was a, it was a thing it was like it, it tapped into this sort of like zeitgeist of, of a thing that was happening there was a ton of australian actors that were getting cast and so deadline had put it up and within like minutes of that just my phone and email just started blowing up wow for like Interviews like you know newspaper like people in Australia were like contacting me. It was it was pretty insane. Wow, yeah, That's amazing. They're like, are you really from here? Yeah, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. you know from? the language. Yeah. <laughs> it was so authentic, <laughs> right? Right, nice, nice, very nice. I'm doing the gay Kath and Kim from Australia, and you're doing like that. So let's talk about family for for a bit. You are sure. a father, My dad, Jonna, mm -hmm. and you're also uh, a father. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There has to be this balance of like, yes, I want to work and you know pay my bills and I'm going to play this role. But there has to be at the back of your mind is like, well, my image is also to my family. How how do you I deal have with zero that? integrity? So I don't care. What <laughs> right. No, um, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel, Jonna? Um, I feel fantastic. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, well. As far as like image goes, I'm not really concerned about that. My daughter's too. Um, I do right. want to like have a, you know, I want to be a good person and lead by example. I saw your sexual harassment, funny or die. Right. There's a right. double cider in there. There's a double cider <laughs> in there. Uh, I might have to take that down at some point. But, uh, you know, as far as like creativity or whatever, it's only pushed me to like work harder and, and, and do more stuff. Um, it's right on. It, you know, yeah. it, it feels like I don't know what I did when I didn't have a kid. Um, there's so much time during the day that I just was like, whatever. Now there's like zero time during the day and I feel like I'm doing way more stuff, hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, that's truth right there. Yeah. For sure. What's your daughter's first name? Ryan. Ryan, mm -hmm. nice. Oh. Yeah, Ryan and Brian. Cool. I love sense. children so much. It fills me with joy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Davide, we have to talk about you and relationships. Okay. I'm not going to give any secrets but you you have dated people you've had your heart broken you've been in love being on the road you come in contact with so many like groupies and really? well and then also being in the modeling world right. which i love because you as a model some of your photos and campaigns are stunning and for you modeling is like eh. like you don't play that model persona right you're not doing like yeah this is my modeling shoot from last week I you're know, like eh, right? i'm gonna the eat modeling a pizza thing was always like something that i never really cared for but it was just <laughs> well i mean me I, too <laughs> i mean it, it really came around like randomly and i'm like sure so you know it started in italy and it got big with a big like dolce dolce gabbana shooting and you know but, but wait go back were you asked did they see you somewhere and say right well i was playing music so that kind of gave me a little bit of exposure, platform, you know? Yeah. Right, so, you know, photographers like, hey, want to take some picture of you? And I'm like, um, sure, okay. Now, you did know? you get like eight creepy old guys before that being oh, like, yeah, hey, all the I'm time. a photographer? Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, the only good thing, we don't have Craigslist in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now Craigslist is nowhere. <laughs> right. 
What? Wait, what? What? They took off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Just so you guys Wait, know, what? they took off all the like the personals on on Craigslist. How am I meant? Oh, man. Never mind. Well, I'm not surprised. Jeez. How do you the only know one that? that, that. Meet because I out. get a pop culture email. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, no, no more premium account. So the Republicans can't find a boyfriend. They took off all of the misconnections. They took off all of the personals. It's all. It's all. Yeah. It's all gone. But I can still buy like a new table there. Right. Yes, your table just can't oh, uh, identify as any orientation. <laughs> can't be a gay table, and can we know most not. of the tables you own are probably gonna literally be gay. every uh-huh. table I own is gay. Yes. <laughs> Leg up. <laughs> yeah, it is. What about the wheelbarrow? Um. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yeah, no. So um, yeah, the modeling thing was kind of random, like all the time. But it worked out. You know, it was easy money to me. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I collected, you know, interesting things on the way. But yeah, relationship-wise is horrible. I mean, it's terrible. Even being on tour, you know, you're gone like all the time. You do like one month on and you go to 30, we, we literally played 31 shows in 32 days. So, I mean, it's been like. So you got a day off, for, that's nice. Yeah, one yeah, day right? off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was there Christmas, you, you know, it was nice. <laughs> to have but uh, I mean, you know, like going like that all the time, which is like a lot of fun, but you also have to, you know, understand that you can't, devote your time very much to a significant amount of it. And but, you're Italian, yeah. so you're a Casanova. You want to do the whole romance. Right, right, right. Is life on the road as a rock star really true? Like, is it... Um, well, you've been on the road, too, so I would say... Alexander's a good boy, though. He'd be like, I <laughs> right, have to right, go well, to bed. I'm a good boy, <laughs> right, too. Right. Yes. I'm a good boy. There's a PBS well, special. I need I'll, to watch I'll say it. Like, you go home and write poetry. I would say, I would yeah. just say, um, it's a job. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, I mean, it, it's intense, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's a blessing. You know, you go to places all the time. You get to meet a lot of people and you get to do what you love, which is amazing. And Did you get set up with a wrestler and have um, them rip your skin off? That's, <laughs> that's, that's the real question. I'm dying know. to hear who this there wrestler is. There so we go. turn these mics off. <laughs> no, but at the same time, you know, um, it's just um, it's a job. So it's not like sex, drugs and rock and roll, you know? I mean, you got to be at the next venue the next yeah. day. So you got to get and your stuff a, together, you know? A lot of the time too, there's no actual even possibility. No, like like uh, you play the show and then you have 30 minutes before yeah. you're going on the bus. Right. And then so you it's go- your band members? <laughs> right, right. Do you remember that's that? That's okay. Night? Also, 30 right. minutes, that's like a relationship. <laughs> that means, right? Well, uh, 20. Well, because, Mr. Uh, Fairgrave, do you mind if I talk about your recent. Like, literally go with. Like, I, I, I am an open book on every level. All right. Well, I have to say, you know, I do my research and I go years in the past. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that bankruptcy, Brian. It was a bad spin on a wheel, you know? <laughs> um, no, but I was reading interviews and you were talking about uh, your wife and all that and I was just like oh and I thought oh we have all straight people here you mm. ruined my my skew I'm so sorry I know that you wanted this to become a straight podcast and get some <laughs> legitimacy um, my 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 uh, I keep calling him my boyfriend but my fiance uh, he, <laughs> he asked me what I said I was gonna be on the radio he said oh is it a, a disabled show and I said <laughs> well it depends how much vodka we've and had I, I right. said, no no it's a gay Ayo. show and he said oh okay okay same is it though well, and I was like, oh, that's nice of you. Thank you, honey. Um, he's listening right now, live. It's nerve-wracking. What? He's an older gentleman. He can he can click on the internet? He, uh, look. Honestly, it's a joke, sweetie. <laughs> honestly, honestly, uh, I, I, I am his tech support, but. Uh, <laughs> well, that's like the blind leading the blind. Oh! oh. <laughs> 
So, oh, God. Nice. Kurt. So, yeah, no, I, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book about this. I have had, I spent my teenage years having a, a lot of, uh, I'm going to say relationships, but let's be honest, um, with uh, men and women. And then I ended up marrying a girl uh, for terrible reasons. Um, and now I'm uh, engaged to a lovely man. Now, how did the breakup go? Uh, it took a long time. I, um, I came out, I actually, I came out here for, uh, to just, I decided randomly You after, came out here and sent yeah, her a text. No, I, I decided. <laughs> it was the wrestler, wasn't it? <laughs> 40 years too young for me. Um, I've, I've never slept with a man younger than 58 and the 58 year old was gross. Um, <laughs> I uh, need a drink. Um, <laughs> so do I after that. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, All these butt goodies. I I decided to Good memoir title. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, I decided to come to LA for just to see what would happen because you know I'd been doing comics and 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 what have you for ages and I was kind of like reaching my peak in New Zealand, and so. I traveled to L.A. for a few weeks. I keep trying to avoid saying the words came out to L.A. for a few <laughs> weeks. Um, well. And it went really well. And I went back to New Zealand. And um, I had I'd been away for like six weeks. And all I'd cared about was like I really missed my dog. And that was a bad sign. And then I got back to New Zealand. And um, I said I told my wife at the time how well it went. And she said... She was like, oh, that, that's good, and then kind of walked away. And I was like, we have to move to L.A. And she said to me, oh, I would never want to live there. The weather is too hot. And without batting an eyelid, without thinking for even a second, I said, oh, that's fine. I'll go without you. And then walked upstairs, got on my computer, and emailed everyone I know, including Alex, uh, <laughs> in the U.S. and said, will you marry me so I can get a green card? <laughs> and I think, feel like at that point I kind of checked out of the marriage. And then a few months later we officially broke up. Uh, because she was, she, I called her from a convention and she was like, I think our marriage is over. And I was like, that's a terrible time to tell me. I still have to be here selling comics for two days. Hmm. Right on. And, <clears throat> and I'll say, because I knew you as a married man originally, you were a completely different human. You were very sad, very unhappy constantly and drinking two balls of wine at least every night. What's wrong yeah. with that? And <laughs> <laughs> that's breakfast uh, for me, by the way. Right. If Denny sold that as a breakfast, I would be there. Let's, let's Isn't be it honest, vodka and cranberry? Let's, let's be honest. It was. It was the it was the equivalent of two bottles of wine, but it was from a cardboard box. Okay, so, like that's knowing, right, knowing you yeah. single right. and that's who you are now, hardcore. I've never seen you happier. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's very sweet, and it's funny that you felt that pressure. But the interviews, because I've listened to your interviews, I've seen the videos, and there's a whole different energy. And so what you said is very very true in your responses, um, and I think in your art too. Um, so nobody stay in the closet. No, right. no, like honestly, like if you. This this might sound like really inside and like very comic nerdy, but like if you look at my old comics, you can tell that I'm gripping the pen too tight. You can tell that I'm like holding, like I'm like pressing on the page. I'm like angry and miserable all of the time. And a lot of it was because I was working with a co-writer who I never I never had any kind of relationship with, never wanted any kind of was never attracted to. But he definitely falls into the category because he was older. Yeah, he Terry, was, he, right? Yeah, Terry. He was an and he was an old man who I'd been friends with since I was 13 and I'd been writing with since I was 15. And there was a huge pressure because I was like, I want to have relationships with men in their 60s and 70s, but I also don't want to like accidentally out my friend who is like a 
straight right. married man. Now back up, back up, back up. How do you get to the point where you're like, okay, this is like these are the guys I want to go for. These older dudes, like, like how did that happen? Was that something that you honestly, were kind like, of born since, with? Like, I was, I was like, I was, I, I always wanted to cuddle Master Splinter. Um, I used to write fan fiction about me and Mr. McGregor from Peter Rabbit. Oh my god! Um, wow. Where like because I hated Peter Rabbit, so we had that in common. And um, <laughs> like, what, you think you're better than other rabbits because you wear a fucking jacket? Um, so <laughs> yes, I, would, I do. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> um, so I, I would, you know, I do all this stuff, and then I developed this really intense crush on uh, Morris Sendak, who did Where the Wild Things Are, and more importantly, Pierre, my favorite book. Um, Which I, I talked about when you're in the bathroom. Weird. Um, <laughs> oh, this time, not just we in, talked mad shit about. We had a whole other podcast yeah. while you were in the bathroom, um, by the way. You right. know, and so, so like, I always, I was, I think, I, I, I spent a long time trying to analyze this um, because I'm a neurotic person, but I think that, like, really, it's that these people, like, like older people, are more well drawn. Like if I was gonna draw a picture, okay. a lot of people ask me to draw. That's more definition and more. Well, people right. ask me to draw pictures answer. of their babies when they like they're like, "Hey, can you draw a picture of my baby from God, this I book?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, but it looked like every other baby. Like it's right. just like a circle with some dots on it. That's a face." And they're like, "Oh, you really captured them." I'm like, "No, I didn't." It's like, <laughs> Somebody clip that and make that <laughs> sound bite. But I feel like but, also, right? Richard, you have an old soul. Like you have. Yeah, like, that is. Like, you have a, an old it's just, soul. No, it's so just maybe. worn out and damaged. But thank you. But like. You know, then when I was in my 20s, I met this, like, this wonderful man who I had a very, probably very unhealthy relationship for the majority of the time I was married. Um, I was having, I, I, I had an actual relationship with him briefly, and then we kind of never broke up and just had an email thing for eight years. Um, well, because he became vice president of the United States. Um. <laughs> Listen, oh. he's, you know, he, my, my fiance and I, we always say Mike Pence is our unicorn. Um <laughs> Not true. It's not Reach true. for the stars, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'd take one for the team on that if I could get video. Um, <laughs> no, you know, like, but, we're all silent. No, <laughs> right, right, right. We're all like, what? Mm, no one wants where, to see where. that video. <laughs> we're open minded, but we're not that open minded. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. No, so but it's all. Yeah. No, it's always been like older men and, and for the most part with 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 women outside of Courtney Love. It's it's older women, too. I mean, she is. Well, older, she is but, an old woman. But believe I've, me, she I've could been, recite French poetry to you Jesus. and she could talk about literature that you you just sit there and you listen to her talk for hours on well, end. I fell in love with her when I was six years old. Like I, I think I might be the world's like foremost expert on Courtney Love at this point. Really, a lot of things as a child. You ate candy. <laughs> I ate right. Candy. Three years old thing. was your busiest year. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> six, like when I was six, my my family bought a, like a decent stereo, and we got to choose three like three things on vinyl. I say it on vinyl. Like three things that were the option to have then. Um, that we can we could take home and I I saw the cover for pretty on the inside and I was like can we get that it's so good it looks so pretty and um and then uh and and we bought that and I immediately like just fell in love with Hole and I have been <laughs> I'm not going to do it, it. Yeah, uh, it's too easy, <laughs> too easy? Cool. and it's it's like I actually the 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 boyfriend I had in my I mean, 20s it's so funny right <laughs> Um, Brian, all, I don't want to make you know. Make, make, you're turning red right no, now. No, I mean like it's hilarious. Like just throw that up. And it's just, like, it's a funny or die. Film it right yeah, now. Okay. Right. But the, the the boyfriend I have in my had in my twenties actually like the reason was 102. He was you have chosen wisely. He's, he's, he would be he'd be he'd be the exact same age as my fiance. He's 72 now. Um, 
I, I had lunch with him two years ago. It was very boring. We oh, made off for 45 minutes. Um, his electric car went Well, his dead. lunch is at 10 a.m., by the way. His, his electric car went Nine dead, ten. and he had to call his husband to come and charge oh, it. It was a bad yeah. day. Um, but... Ooh. You know, yeah. Uh, Let's reread. My grandpa right. is uh, right. You never Let's told me. You never told me about the car. Outside right. Paul's house. Oh, <laughs> Paul's the co-writer for Blastosaurus. Plug. But but um, you know, like uh, he he and I actually in a like hotel room in New Zealand. He's he's a musician, and he said to me he was he was over there working on a film, and playing for Mozart, talking about music, and he, the only thing we had in common was we both liked the Dresden Dolls. And um, and then I was like, I'm gonna play you my favorite song, and I played it, Mrs. Jones from from Pretty on the Inside. And he looked at me and he said, If we ever live together, you can never play that song. And wow. we have not seen each other in person for like a decade after that until the making okay. out of the car. There's a movie right. there, <laughs> right? And that's why that Amanda Palmer quote was so amazing to come full circle. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to wrap things up. One of the last questions I want to do is about improv, Brian. What are the right. fundamentals as an actor in improv? And you have played for improv. For most of my life. And you have played with the big wigs. You've played for the starter ups. Um, what are the fundamentals in your world being on stage? And what are the fundamentals for you as a musician? <clears throat> you want to go first or should I? Uh, uh, I it was, it was, anyone got a coin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, I think listening and just being present is a huge part of anyone in, in life. So why not bring that to <clears throat> your work? Amen. That's, That's all right. Beautiful, more probably more succinct than I can be. Um, that was very succinct because there's yeah. like some major roles, right? Uh, major roles, <laughs> rules. Like oh, with, rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's like you know? yeah, there's so many. But if you get caught up in the minutia of like all these things, like your your brain is thinking too much. So. Um, I just try to live in the moment as much yeah. as possible. That sounds so well. It's the same. My, corny, uh, right? does, my yeah. grandfather yeah. used to say the words were invented to hide our emotions. Sure. And when I play for improv, I mm. listen to the words less. It's more the physicality and the way people mm -hmm. say things first. And my job when I play music for improv shows is to make it feel like it's a scripted show, like to cover the transitions. It's like a little a woman walks down and starts crying. If I play Cure song, you'll think she's a 14-year-old crying about her first, you know, boyfriend breaking up with her. And then if I don't play anything, it'll have more gravitas to it. Right. So it's it's the the exact same totally. thing you said it's and just yeah. being true to the moment. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen you play yeah. uh, play shows before. And I've played UCB a ton over the yeah. years. It's so cute. Right yeah. It's so, <laughs> so cute. It's like me cute right here. <laughs> you guys, there's so much talent in this room. And what I love about this show and what about you guys is that everybody has their own such unique story. We've had our highs. We've had our lows. Uh, but at the end, we're just, we're just working towards our passion. Oh, my God. That sounded almost wow. yeah. like that was yeah. so very sincere. Wow. Sounds like you wrote sincere. that beforehand. Who are you? No, it right? actually is not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we end the show doing a little game called Rapid Fire. So after you play Rapid Fire, it's not too deep. but just like give us your answer. And at the end, you'll tell our listeners and viewers. where. Do, do you need some more? No, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm too blind to pour my own drinks because I, I don't I have can depth help. perception. Yes, right. yeah, well, yes. 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 yes, thank you. You're welcome. Otherwise, I would be far drunk. Yeah, hey, I've done now. this before. <laughs> there we go. Teamwork. Such a gigantic bottle. 
That's those after parties you guys don't have, right? <laughs> so while we're pointing that, I'll just tell you who's coming on the show. We have from the room, uh, the disaster artist. We have Tommy Wiseau coming in with wow. Greg Sestero, which is gonna be crazy. Next week, uh, we have Andy Cohen's business partner, Darren Carp, who's in all hey the commercials with him, is coming in with Mindy Sterling. We love her from Austin Powers. Oh, thank you. Oh, I thought that was all vodka. Uh, we also have Parv Chena, who is one of the hottest Indian actors. You know his face, and Rizwan Manji. You guys know them, but it's so funny we're talking about Indian actors because we all know them. We just don't know their names. And so they're coming in next week. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Who's up for rapid fire first? <clears throat> I mean, that was convincing. That like was I said, it's not It's not like, oh, my God. Yes, Alex, Alex said the word right, aisle. Come on. So come on. Yeah, come on. Spit it, it out. I feel like I've sure. talked too much for sure. Spit it out. Alexander Burke. Yes. Most embarrassing song on your playlist. Um, everything from Ace of Base. There we go. <laughs> everything. I mean, beautiful. I mean, I, one song. No, I mean I still <laughs> listen to both their records. Uh, probably every other day of my life. And White no, supremacist music. Look it up. Uh, Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. Right. Don't care. It's that good. Bam. He's not even brisked. What do you? What do you think he cares? Brisked. Brisked. <laughs> oh yes. Brisked. Cold the new pancake nut, mix by Alexander Berg. No, my nut. cousin and I still sing Ace of Base lyrics when we see each other. Like they're the best. <laughs> okay, refresh our listeners' memory. What is Ace? Like, what's their big song? I mean, Beautiful Life. I, I saw, saw the song. Song. second. No, no, I want you to sing album. it. Oh, and. Uh, oh, that's that's that and it opened up my eyes, and I am happy, happy now, now living without you. Told you failed singing. You really are the worst singer I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I can hear how off I am. That's the tragedy. Hmm. Oh, that, there we that, go. Not tone deaf. I can go. hear it. Alexander, any singer, living or dead, uh, that you could write a new anthem for, who would it be? Tom Waits. Well, that didn't even mm. take a moment. Uh, he's my end all be all to work with. Wow. For music. Okay, there we go. Interesting. Love Tom Waits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had to sing, this is funny. <laughs> if you had to sing for an American Idol audition, what song would it be? Oh Jesus! Uh, probably uh, Randy Newman's "Simon Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear." Okay. Oh. Yes. It's, it's okay. One people ten. know. We're not friends. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> one that would <laughs> right. <laughs> that would make it to air. Like yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, one I, that might make one, people one that might, might make it to air. Uh, yeah. Okay. If one would make it to air, I'll say. Um, uh, let's say Harry Nielsen together. Would that make it there? I could see you doing that. God, it's kind of like talk <laughs> singing. Uh, let's say David Byrne, um, uh, Once in a Lifetime. There we go. Hmm. Okay, People okay. Know that. God, know I'm that. failing this. I didn't think you could fail this, and I feel like I'm failing. <laughs> yeah, but great. you're uh, a vibraphone prodigy, so it's <laughs> there okay. We go. You know what? Those, <laughs> all, you, all those American Idol auditions where you see David Byrne songs? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Alexander. He sent me down the wrong path. <laughs> when girls come over, do you bring out the vibraphone? Let's just be honest. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> uh, I want to know. And they're like, vibro what? And not like, oh, not okay. a joke. Oh, oh, I, oh. I have a Honda Element. I bought it because it fits a vibraphone in the back. And I love you almost as a spit take. I can't I, pretend. I own so many vibraphones. One lives in the back of my Honda Element. One lived in our living room for months. Yeah, we're roommates. Wait, um, yeah, that's no! What? Wait, how does that come out the reality show? How does that come out the end? So it's we, me and my girlfriend and then him and it's a reality a, a, show. And a cat and a pug. We live what in a this twist? And a cat and a pug. It sounds like a song. We live in a haunted We live in a haunted. Because this is a reality show. Hello, Bravo. Yeah. Right. It probably wouldn't be Bravo. It would probably be we. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I have a lot of microphones. 
<laughs> How proud your you parents say. must be. <laughs> right. they're, from they're Irvine and Laguna. Are they still in Irvine and Laguna? Uh, yeah, they live in Irvine still. They're very proud. I'm going to go visit them tomorrow. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> they, they live on ECL Loop. Sorry. Is there any genre of music you would be afraid or wary to play for in a, at the Hollywood Bowl? No. <laughs> Love it. I love that answer. That's some confidence. This man won't shy away from a suspender <laughs> piano. So. <laughs> I like that. He's like, the tambourine's beneath me. <laughs> right. uh, biggest pet peeve you have when dealing with singers? <clears throat> um, insecurity. Hmm. Alexander Burke, where can our listeners and viewers find you? <clears throat> Uh, you can, my website's up, alexanderburke.com. You can see all the places I'm playing are Instagram, burke.alexander, uh, original names. Um, but you can and see where I'm, R-K-E. So you can see where I'm performing. Um, pretty much every single week or month I'm doing something different. I'm scoring a movie. I'm scoring, uh, I'm touring with this artist. I'm making this record. Uh, so it's always something very different. Check out magnoliamemoir.com. New record coming out in May. Uh, as you, May. As you told me, definitely May. it says on the screen. Um, and uh, we just finished shooting our new music video for Afterlife, so there'll be a bunch of shows coming up around the L.A. area very soon. What an honor to have you, honestly. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you very for sharing much. your talent. And for being so cool, by the way. I was like, he's here. What are we going to do? <laughs> Who's next? Uh, I'll go. I'll jump in. Brian on, Guest. P.S. He's so much taller than what I thought, by the Tall way. When man. you walked in, yeah, I was like, and, and he's six down feet, right two inches, and I've got some boots on. Oh. Yeah. Those are awesome. Do you know how yeah. many weird Those fan tumblers are going to be that, after that? that? Yes. Okay. You're going to have your own tumbler after <laughs> yes. this. You're like, yes. <laughs> Brian Guest, your worst audition. Oh, my God. Well, uh, it's a, a lot of them. Uh, but I remember one audition. Uh, I was auditioning for this uh, Fox movie and a casting director um, literally rode me around the room. Um, I, there was a, supposed to be a, a little person. So that's a possibility? That's a possibility, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was supposed to be a little person uh, who was attacking my back, and apparently I wasn't feeling it enough. What? A and did that take, uh, feel it more, Brian, use the space. Uh, and, then, and then he threw a pillow at me. I was like, hold the pillow up there and shake it around. No. And then he's like, Did you laugh? Do I, oh, the, like, uh, yeah. It's, it's are, are you allowed like, to say what movie this is? I don't want to say. Okay. Can you please? Okay, please. I don't want right. to say. You guys keep We're just doing everywhere this. nationally. The Sitter. The Sitter. Okay. It was the, the yeah. Sitter. Okay. There we go. I applaud that. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it a nugget of truth. And so uh, this casting director was just like, um, uh, Do you mind if I. Uh, and it's totally, I was like, It's totally fine. He's like, Do you mind if I come up and just like ride, like just get on you? And like, so this part where this person's supposed to be biting my back uh there's a tape somewhere in hollywood of Turn a casting director uh riding me around people the are feeling people the, space. Are on the internet right now yeah that's like a funny or die you should just submit that just and be like this is my I mean, new that video. tape is that tape is that's gold. crazy and right? you didn't say no no uh, no why like it was fun and like there, there was nothing like there was nothing nefarious about it, it was like very it, it was fine it was fine. But somewhere there's a tape of uh, some guy riding me around this <laughs> casting office. Uh, it's hysterical. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've got a ton of audition stories. Yeah. Ridiculous. I think you should write a book. Thank uh, you. Your biggest director pet peeve. Biggest director pet peeve? Mm -hmm. I think everyone should just be nice. Like, we're all like just um, sort of trying to do the same thing, and no one should feel like their creative vision is. Uh, more uh, like above yours or whatever, and it, I don't know. The more like I, I, I climb this like entertainment ladder, I feel like the people at the top are great people. Like for the most part, I, I've 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 worked with a lot of great people. It's the people that sort of like on the lower levels that have that like that 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 
thing that everyone's trying to like uh, get more and do this and put people in their place or, or have this power trip. Um, and that that's what I don't like. Interesting. You know, I get to see the personalities that come onto the show when we've had Academy Award winners, we've had the MTV stars, to see their personality in the green room and to that, it's energy. Are we bothering you? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, I oh, guess okay. no, no, it's, it's almost over, right? It's very cute. He's actually looking up the words he doesn't understand <laughs> on his phone. On the rocks. So he looked at, he looked you know up, what? Uh, no, he looked up pet peeves. English is not right, my first right. language. No, so Love is your first right. language. Oh. No, no, it's oh. cool. He's Don't cool. support this. <laughs> All in, the girls are like, game. oh my God, right, how right. cute. I mean, right. He so. knows every word. He's just playing this. <laughs> right. Brian Guest, two comedians out. that you are going to have lunch with. One is dead, one is alive. Who are they? Oh, is this um, a warning to a dead one who doesn't know it yet? The dead one is um, George, <gasps> Griffin? George oh. Carlin, for sure. Oh, interesting. I okay. mean, he's brilliant. Um, and alive, oh man, dead, dead too. I got to meet Robin Williams, which is very cool. So that, that oh, was another, wow, that's uh, awesome. Um, yeah. Another cool dead one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a cool alive one. A cool alive one. Isn't it weird that it? Wow, it's a, taking a little time to. Yeah, I mean, Dave should. Hell's pretty rocking. I don't know. I'm thinking, trying to like wrap What's my brain like? for for like a cool comedian. That like I, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Roseanne reboot. Thumbs Watch th or boycott. I I saw the pilot in the next step or not the pilot, but the the reboot first episode and the and the following episode. Not a fan. Like I don't think it's that funny, and I think they're <laughs> sorry sorry Roseanne. Um, and I just think that they're going really an extra mile to try and make this like connection to society when that's not the thing that originally made Roseanne great in the first place. Right. Roseanne, the original stuff of Roseanne was like, um, I thought the good feminist voice. She like hit that over the head and knocked that out of the park. This other stuff that doesn't doesn't land with me. I love that you said that because I'm the only gay that hates the Will and Grace reboot. They try mm. too hard and they're hitting you over the head mm. with a message. Uh, thank you for saying that. Huh. But we're not political here. Uh, <laughs> who is your dream co-star? Don't say Meryl Streep. I'll vomit. Dream co-star? I mean, Emily Blunt's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> to act with. <laughs> to act with. Um, to act with? Uh, I mean, Pacino? Pacino would be go. so cool. Yeah, to is. me, Pacino seems he's like he's like, kind of like given up. He and De Niro's like, let's do comedies where we play old men. We don't have to really emote anymore. That's more De Niro, I feel like. Pacino, like, what yeah. has he done any comedies? His career. Uh. <laughs> okay, so wow. Pacino. Uh, yeah, Pacino. Okay. I mean, it's he just... would play your great great grandfather. Yeah, I, that would be amazing. I'd be so lucky. Okay, Brian, guess where can our viewers find you? Uh, I'm putzing around UCB. You can check me out Bam. there. Uh, my handle on the most uh, on most of the internets, I think, is brguest twenty. Uh, which Witty. is, which oh. is that very is so right. good. Did oh, Disney man. try to sue? You try to that. sue my pants off. Because Did they really? Donald Duck doesn't wear pants. <laughs> oh. That's why Disney didn't. Yeah. God, he's 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 quick. Yeah, yeah he's he's quick, yeah. and he's so tall. I'm just like, mm. right. <laughs> Who's next? I go next. Be nice. <laughs> I am nice. You have taken care no, of me I many, cannot... many, many times. Right, and oh. I can always say I can always say English is not my first language. I don't understand. So. Yes. Most embarrassing song on your playlist. This is for you too. Baby, one more time. Oh, all right. It's got a really bass, ni yeah. nice bass. Oh, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Do you sleep with groupies, yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Maybe, I mean, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, what, what are we talking about right now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to give me like a, like a timeline. Or just right now. Right in bunk beds <laughs> or. I mean, it happens sometimes, you know, there's no room to okay. sleep in the bus and you just, you know. So it happens. All right. right. Uh, what is your after show ritual when you're sweating and you're blah, blah, blah? What? And I don't mean like, oh, I change my clothes, I take a shower. What is your after show personal ritual? Jack and Coke. And oh a shower. <laughs> Marry me. I will get you your green card. <laughs> what is your worst habit? My worst habit? Um, I'm a little OCD. so Really? I would never know that. I know. I mean, like like right now, like these headphones are messing up my hair, and it's going to drive me nuts when I get out of here. So It looks uh, the same, I promise you. See, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> it's a little looking off. At me you look like I was alfalfa. Looking at my phone. You can just keep your headphones on for the rest of the night. That's what I thought too. I mean, what if I just walk Somebody's out with this and I just that and be like fan fiction? <laughs> you're OCD. Yeah, what is right. the biggest thing that you're OCD about? Like, if this is here or if this is there or no, like uh, small things. You know, like if I'm on my desk, you know, I have to have everything like. I mean, that's kind of weird. I don't. I mean, like everything has to be like in a precise position. I That's mean, somebody walks around and mess things around and be like, seriously, dude. I mean, even my drum kit, when I'm on stage, you know, everything has to be like perfectly like in position. You know, I have my mixer and my laptop. I mean, if somebody goes behind the drums and sits and move things around, I would probably kill him. That's interesting because you've played in so many different environments where it's all over the place. <laughs> very interesting. Well, that is, yeah. Th yeah, it's very interesting. And see, I like it different every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, the band you wish you could go back in time and play with? Ooh, I love this question. Um, man, there are so many. Queen. Okay, um. wow. Does that count? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think anyone saw I mean, that he coming. He took a 15 <laughs> seconds time out. I was like, oh my <laughs> no, God. I'm looking right. at my pages. Yeah. Right. John, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right. I noticed you like wing my whole bio too. It's all right. We're good. I love you. You love we me. Love I you. love these guys. You it's guys, what an embarrassment of talent tonight, and what an collection of what's happening mm. in the entertainment industry. It's all of us telling our story. Thank you guys so much. Wait, so I Cur get no rapid fire? Oh yeah, we did miss him. I oh. wanted to ask you, like the original <laughs> teenage. No, 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 no! I have it right I, here. Oh, I'm so sad. The original oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Eastman and Laird, they were very like adult oh comics, God, actually. So yeah. Yeah, and you referred to the Humphrey Bogart thing as like not being that adult, and you kind of. I was yeah. three. Right, right. <laughs> I guess I. Uh, I just gave away my Corey Feldman also <laughs> three was years old was his busiest year of the entire <laughs> life and everything oh, happened right, was right, 29 years ago I was very busy if anyone right. has any work at all I can't believe you just gave right. away your age <laughs> <laughs> let, let me tell you that Corey Feldman was on the show and he did one of the turtles for I think two or three seasons mm -hmm. and he said it was a role that he really liked playing because it had depth and it had yeah oh. right on okay Richard <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I've pressured you into it. I'm like, let me play two guys. No, no, no. I, to I totally feel bad. I was just like, ah, oh, I felt. So I don't know. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry. And this is because I've heard a few of your interviews. So I'm not being rude. Would you go back and be fully sighted? No. Yep. No. Which one of your books would you make into a movie? Blastosaurus. I don't know. No. You I have such an affection for Blastosaurus. Oh God, I love him so much. I mean, he's a mutant triceratops who fights monsters. That sounds like, awesome. 
That That's my awesome. mom. She's in the green room. But, like, <laughs> by, by the way, like I, I haven't mentioned it. Like Blasters was launched last week at WonderCon. It's now available in the U.S. through Golden Apple Comics. It's going to be available worldwide. You can order it through Diamond Previews from May. Like it's 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 happening. Like my crime fighting dinosaur is a thing now. It's 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 a really surreal, weird experience. The comedy in Blastosaurus is so different because it has beats where you wait and wait, and then the punchline comes, and you're like. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people have to say specifically that's funny, as if like technically, yeah, it is. After your full day of drawing and you've drawn and you've submitted it, what is your ritual? Uh, if I'm if I'm in LA and I'm on my own, uh, I will drink wine in my recliner while on the phone to my fiance and then fall asleep. If I'm in Canada with him, we will hang out with our Great Danes and drink wine and fall asleep. Most boring answer I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We sacrifice... Uh, Thank you! <laughs> if you could ask one question, and this comes with the Ninja Turtles, also as an artist, if you could ask one question of Leonardo da Vinci, what would it be? Ooh. Who was Mona Lisa looking at? Oh. Mm. And wow. finally, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, hardcore, it is uh, KFC from anywhere outside of North America. Um, KFC? So KFC so sucks funny. in America. I'm really sorry, Americans. It's just, it sucks. It's just the worst. Um, <laughs> Your Canadian accent is coming out, as you I, say. Well, I'm just going to put that out. By, by the way, by the way I, I, I don't, I have like a, I don't know what, what my accent is at this point. Like I've noticed it's that. Dumb, I, you're like <laughs> Jessica Lange in American Horror Story. What's I, your accent, girl? I don't hear it. I So I, I had, when I was seven, I heard New Zealand television for the first time. Seven, and I I'm said and I said to my mother, ooh, a show called, called Shortland Street started. And I said to my mother, I need to get speech lessons to not sound like that. And so I spent four years having no accent trained into me. And then the guy I dated was a dialect coach in my 20s. Uh, from LA, and so hundreds yep. in, in, in his sixties <laughs> ish, um, and he insisted that I spoke like an American when I was around him because, as I said, healthy relationship. Um, if you ever want to piss off Richard, by the way, tell me he sounds like a New Zealander. And he, he does not. Lose I wanted his to mind. do some New Zealand Australian jokes. Like, look at me, look at me, please, look at me. I, 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 with, I, I don't hear it. I like, I don't know what I sound like now. And when people point it out to me, you I sound like really Madonna. Weird. She doesn't know right. what her accent is. <laughs> well played. Um, well played. Yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's covered. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Kurt. Thank you so much. Thank you to Icon. Uh, thank you to Mosaic Public Relations. Bam. Thank you for this eclectic group That's you guys right. we are the breakfast club Woo. we are taking over the world tomorrow Woo. this has been on the rocks with alexander every tuesday at 7 p.m on universal broadcasting network find me on facebook on on the rocks radio show tweet me or instagram me at on the rocks on air see you next tuesday